Welcome back under the water tower two minutes before kickoff here in our second round game between the Glen Bobcats and the Myers Park Mustangs. Let's go through our starting lineups real quick, starting with the Myers Park defense. On defensive end, Deems May, number 88, 6'3", 200-pound senior. At defensive tackle, number 95, Jordan Tinsley, a 6'0", 315th senior. At another defensive tackle, Dominic Connor, number 87, who was also a 6'1", six, six 254-pound senior. Defensive end, number 92, Cowan Fuller, another 6'2", 290-pound senior. At one linebacker, number 56, Wilson Major. In the middle linebacker, number 22, Donald Sias. Number nine, Major Bird is the other linebacker. Another round of seniors all across the linebacking core. The cornerbacks, number 11, Tyson Austin, who's a junior. And at the other corner, it's number 10, Jordan Wheeler, a 5'10", 157-pound senior with 33 tackles. The free safety starter is Phillips Alvarez, number 7. And the strong safety is Jaden Scott. When they bring in the nickel package, they will be using number 25, Walker Golden, number 20, Marquis Chapman, and number 12, Donovan Joseph. On for offense for the Mustangs, left tackle, number 75, Edward Begarian. At left guard, number 65, Nick Legrand. At center, number 53, Sherman, Sherman Turner. Right guard, number 55, Bo Crutcher. Right tackle, Lewis Urbina. At quarterback, number four, Lucas Linhoff. Brendan McMoore is your fullback at number 27. Tailback, number 16, Cole Terrell. Tight end, number six, Donye Coleman. Aiden Berkey is one wide receiver, number three. Number 18, Isaac Hill is another receiver. Amir Turner is number five. The teams have run out onto the field, and we are just six seconds away from getting this thing officially kicked off. Partner, are you ready to roll? I am. Let's get ready. Assistant coaches making their way to their places. Myers Park won the coin toss and deferred to the second half. Glenn is going to uh, is Glenn going to get the ball here? Kick off. They're going to Glenn's going to kick off here. So we're going. Looks like they're going to go from the our left to the right. They're getting last minute instructions from the coach. We'll be all in here at the water tower in just a second as the Glenn return team heads out. Myers, yeah, Myers Park chose to kick off. Yeah, Myers Park chose to kick it off. Um, some strange ministrations there by the official. At any rate, the Glenn return team is out. Myers Park kicking team is getting ready for the start of this game. Glenn will go in the first quarter towards the water tower here at Glenn High School, going from our left to our right. And here comes the kicking unit. Led by, it looks like, number 83, Wynn Byerly. A 6'2", 187-pound junior with a strong leg. And I would assume that they are hoping Mr. Byerly puts it in the end zone. Is that what you want as a coach? Yeah, touchbacks. No chance for any big returns to start the game. Yeah, the one thing the Bobcats are going to have to do tonight is make sure that there's no explosive plays. We're almost set. I'm waiting for the ready for play from the from the referees. Looks like we're all good. 
and it is football time in Carolina. Byerly approaches the ball, toe meets leather, and we are underway from the water towel. Returned at the eight-yard line, finds a seam on the right side, and the Bobcat is going to be brought down just across the 20-yard line. I didn't see who picked up the ball initially, but it looks like they are hel helping out number zero. It'd be Jaden Scott. Uh, looked like, uh, well, oh, you know what? I think it was Levine Smith that took that one. So, at any rate, they are going with, if, if you're wondering about the problems identifying numbers, Glenn is using eight, or using orange jerseys with blue numbers, but they come set, one running back, two receivers, three receivers to the right, one to the left, Camden Coleman at quarterback, and he calls for the snap once he's moved two receivers to the left. He's looking downfield, and he is immediately flushed out and has to rush his throw. He was looking for anything there, partner. He got flushed out pretty early. Yeah, it looks like number uh, 44 for Myers Park was um, not on the list here, but he was bringing the pressure from the backside, and the quarterback just had to get rid of it. So the Bobcats will have second and 10 with 11.43 to play in the first quarter, sending three receivers to his left, one running back. And now he splits it out and flows it, throws it out into the fl flat. The ball is carried out to about the 30-yard line. Yeah, nice little swing pass out to the left side, motion running back out of the backfield to the, to the, to the left. Nice little swing pass, had great blocking on the perimeter, nice little game. That was R.J. Livingston at the tailback position, the freshman. As we await the snap, trying to go quickly. But now he checks with him, his coaches on the sideline. He's got three receivers to his right, one to his left. Looks like it might be bringing some pressure. There he calls for the snap. There's a snap, and it is picked off at the 30-yard line. And he's going to take it to the house. He's going to waltz in un touched. Yeah, they ran a little gap A show from both inside linebackers and they showed pressure, but they both just stood there, did not rush, and the quarterback didn't see him right in and tried to throw the short slant and he stepped right in front of it and took it, it to the house. It looked like that was the that was number 22 Donald Sias, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, who returned that ball 30 yards for the touchdown which with 10.59 to play in the first quarter, the kick, the PAT team for, for the Mustangs will take the field. Coach, do you talk that chalk that up for to jitters or? That's just a actually that was a pretty good defensive play call. The quarterback didn't even see him sitting there in the in the alley there. They just dropped back. Was started in the A gap. They thought they were coming. They tried to hit the replace the blitz with the quick slant, and he stepped right in front of it and took it to the house. Well, it was a big mistake. Byerly's PAT is good, and very quickly Myers Park jumps out to a, a seven to zero lead over the uh, over the Glen Bobcats. So as a coach, how do you calm down your quarterback? Because he's got to go right back out there. You got to have a short memory because right there, that's he can't come back out and even be thinking about it. Take this moment to go across the starter for the Glen offense at left tackle number 62 Armin Hardy, left guard number 57 Reginald Graham at center number 54 Zach Cowart at right guard number 72 Tyshawn Holland at right tackle number 55 Brett Walker. Uh, we saw R.J. Livingston starting at tailbacks number 31. Camden Coleman is your quarterback at number 12, and we'll get to the receivers as we get to after the kickoff here. Glenn sends two return men deep. 
and I'm trying to one of them is to the near side is Levine Smith mm -hmm. and I am trying to get the number on the guy on the front is that RJ Livingston number 31 no it's number three AJ Coverdale taken at the five very, Smith dodges a few tacklers, dances across the 25, and will be brought down. They're going to give him the 27. He made the first man miss, did a nifty shift from right to left, and found a few extra yards, which is what you want from out of your return. It doesn't look like the Myers Park kicker's got enough leg, or either he's just cold, to get it to the end zone. So having that weapon available will be very helpful. Nonetheless, here comes the Glenn offense. Led by Camden Coleman at quarterback. He's got one running back, and they have put in number 21, Brandon Sutton, to his left. And he will flip it to Cheney Fitzgerald across the formation, and he gets nothing and is pushed out of bounds or is dragged down at the 26. They're going to give him a loss of one. It's a nice play, partner, but uh, it didn't end up getting them anywhere. Yeah, ran a nice little jet sweep to the left side, and they just they couldn't get outside. The Myers Park defense was too fast on the perimeter. I'm going to need two sets of eyes here because they are just shuffling uh, running backs in and out. The freshman Livingston's back in, trips to the right side, and on the far side, one lone receiver. Coleman checks with his coach on the sideline, moves his running back to his left hip, and calls for the snap. Hands to his running back, and Livingston plows ahead. Looks like he's going to get probably about three yards. Yeah, it looks like three yards. So it's going to be three. It's going to be third down and around seven. A little inside zone play to the right didn't get much, but. Got ahead of the chains a little bit. So now he's got two receivers on each side, calls for the snap, and he's looking downfield, slings it over the middle, and he's lucky that wasn't picked off by number seven, Phillips Alvarez. I don't know that Alvarez thought that that ball was overthrown, but it bounces harmlessly to the ground for the Bobcats, and they will send on the punt unit. Looks like he had a nice chance to make the catch. Ball was just a little high. Got open there in the middle of the field. John Alritzi. Brother of my buddy, Javari Ritzy, will be the punter. He stands back waiting for the snap. Takes his time and gets off a line drive that's going to take a Glenn bounce over the 30-yard line, and it is going to... And it is going to settle at the 26 for the Myers Park Mustangs, which gives us our first look at the Myers Park offense. Lucas Linhoff, 6'1", 192-pound senior, is going to sling it, partner. You're going to have to keep me up. I'm old, man. You're gonna yeah, have to it's going to be, you know, the coach was talking about, you know, he was he was down a little bit and started to come back a little bit, and he's looks like he's ready to take this team in the second round. He's got two receivers to his right and a slew of linemen. Now he brings on one receiver off the formation. He's going to look to pass. Throws it downfield under heavy pressure, and that ball, it bounces to the ground, but not before his receiver tried to whisk it away from two Glenn Bobcats. Do you like the play call there on first down? Yeah, not bad. Try to take a shot, take advantage of the situation. They overloaded the line to the left on an overload and try to get them to think they're running the ball to their defense's right and just ran a sprint out to the right. Looks like the receiver is still down. We'll check that. Let me see how f powerful these uh, 
these eyeglasses are here of mine, I if I'm seeing it's Aiden, you know, Aiden Berkey is on the field along with Tavion Neal, three receivers to the left side, one to the right, and one running back. And the running back Terrell will take it up, and he takes it up for a gain of about two. Wouldn't you say, partner? About yeah, two, it was a, actually a very good defensive stand up front for the Glenn's defensive line. They did a pretty good job of getting underneath and keeping the leverage. Nothing fancy there. Just Linhoff handling off to handing it off to Terrell. But it brings up a third down and eight for the Mustangs. And it'd be nice for the Bobcats to get off the field here. Myers Park in the pistol. Linhoff goes to the hard count that doesn't buy it. Looking down the field, and it is picked off by the Bobcats at the 42-yard line. Ill-advised, and guess who picked it off? Looks like A.J. Coverdale. Of A.J. Coverdale. Picks it off. It was an ill-advised. He faked a screen pass to Terrell in the left flat and then zipped it over the middle, and it had so much mustard. Through his that hands. Coverdale went right through his hands, and Coverdale with the reception. And now the Bobcats are in business at about the 20 eight-yard line. Coleman quickly, quick screen to the left. Looks like Fitzgerald over the left side, and that's going to be good enough for at least nine. Are they going to give him the full ten there, sir? Yeah, it looks like they're pretty close. He called him a little short. Still second down. Oh, no, they called it first down. First down, they're going to move the chains there. There's your stack formation that they had. Three receivers stacked. Here they come again, three receivers stacked to the near side. They're going to run. Glenn likes to run these things, uh, these formations, until they're proven to stop. And, oh, that was just a cover. <laughs> so Coleman takes the snap and quickly throws it out to the left side. And Myers Park watches film, too. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to catch him off guard, but they're they're pressed up on the backside. So that quick little throw that they – that quick string to the short side is, is not going to be there. They're using Gerald Hardy Jr., who was the one who caught the first down earlier. Pardon me for not mentioning that because he's not interested. He's not – and that is going to be negated. Uh, my partner just points out that there was a little bit of discolored laundry on the field. They're going to back him up for a legal man downfield. So we're going to we're going to get re reset. Levine Smith, number eight, comes on. Two receivers to either side. One running back. Running back gets the handoff and is, gets just about nothing. As a matter of fact, I think he's going to lose a yard. Yeah, it looks like they try to run a fake jet sweep action from left to right and then come with a counter back to the left, and it just was snuffed. Now, Sutton is the one who's gotten most of the carries this season. He's coming into the game is 85, yard, or 85 carries. Coleman looks downfield, and, oh, he had his receiver – would have been enough for a first down. He just couldn't come up with the catch. Came down. Looks like it came out of his hands when he hit the ground. Fitzgerald ran a nice route and got popped just as the ball came in. And the ball floated harmlessly to the ground. That's going to bring up about third, and it looks to be 16 for the Bobcats. Trying to figure out who the wide receiver looks like. Sutton's still in at running back. Double reverse, and here comes... 
Levine Smith down to the 10, and he slides down about the 8. Looks like he – did he lose his footing on the near it side? It looks like line? he slipped a little bit, but it looks – it's close. Where they're marking it, it might be short. That's a nifty little trick play to use. They use a little reverse action to hand the ball to Levine Smith, who quickly pitched. So they are going to go for it on fourth, and it looks like one or two. And Coleman takes it himself, plows into the line. I think that's going to be enough, Parker. It is, looks like he got to the five. He got about three, four yards. Down to the five. As you, as you might notice, the Bobcats are going quickly. Yeah, they're quickly back to the stack. Yeah, quickly back to the stack. Sutton is your setback. Sutton takes the handoff, goes up the middle, and he makes something out of almost nothing, and he's going to get down to the one. And it is going to be second and goal from the one, partner. Yeah, that was a hard four yards earned there. Kept his feet moving and got down to the one-yard line. And I'm shocked that they have not yet gone to the Wildcat, but they did bring this freshman, R.J. Livingston, in as the running back. Stack formation. And he fought himself in the end zone. Touchdown. And that is right. Camden Coleman takes the snap. Plows in from the one-yard line. Got a good push from his offensive line. And, Coach, that's a great answer from the Bobcats after giving up an interception and a touchdown on the very first drive. Absolutely. You would have thought that it took the win out their sails, but they just kept down and stayed gritty and kept their head focused down and then just made the play. All right. The kicking team is on, and we are going to see William Nagaris, a left-footed kicker with the PAT, snap, down, hold is down, and the referee says that it's good. We are tied at seven with 6.39 to play in the first quarter here under the water tower here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WCOG. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it. And we're here to help because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to a local State Farm agent about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. Welcome right back to the Water Tower, where the Bobcats have tied it up with 6.39 to play in the first quarter. It's 7-7. Seven to seven. Glenn's kicking team takes the field back deep for the – trying to see who is back deep for Myers Park. It's going to be a short kick taken by one of the upbacks who plows his way to around the – 36. So Amir Turner takes the short kickoff and puts his Mustangs in good field position at their 36. It's first and 10 with 6.33 to play. And I'm anxious to see how they utilize Cole Terrell in this, in this second possession. Yeah, it was a good little pooch kick there by Glenn, trying to get something started. Linhoff starts with two receivers to his right on the far side, one receiver to his left. He calls for the snap, hard count, and he gets somebody to jump, and he's going to get a free five yards, sir. Yep, looks like offsides got him to jump. Does that um, drive you crazy as a coach? It does, especially when the nose guard is over the football. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the ball right in his face. That's, all, that's always burned me up. All right, we're going to try it again. Now, first and five. 
from the 42-yard line from the Myers Park 42. Same setup, two to the right, one to the left. And Cole Terrell as the lone running back. Terrell take it right up the right side. Fights for some yardage. He is not going to get the first yard. Took the ball oh, from it, him. Oh, he's been stripped. And the Bobcats are going to score. And I have a feeling that. It's uh, A.J. Coverdale. <laughs> can we say the man of the game so far is A.J. Coverdale with the strip and score right around the 40-yard line, the Myers Park 40-yard line. I'd, I'm going to call that partner 40 yards. I'm going to. May have been generous, but what a play on the far side. The run was going nowhere. He wasn't going to get the first down, and he just decided to take the lunch money and run. Yeah, he, he you saw him ripping away, and he, he got it. No, Garris puts through his second PAT. He is a new addition, according to Joe McCormick, the AD here at Glenn, and so far he's been all right, aside from that short kickoff, but apparently the short kickoff didn't matter much. No, absolutely not. It was a great defensive play there by Glenn. So if you're Curtis Fuller on the Myers Park side, that side that's two possessions, two turnovers. What do you do? Because you've got to be a little bit shook because you're on the road. Yep, you got it. You got. He's got. He's yelling at his guys right now to protect the football. It's a big game right here. Turnovers are going to kill him, and they already have two. All right. So to reset, there's still six minutes and twenty seconds to go in the first quarter. The Glenn Bobcats lead Myers Park 14-7 to off of essentially two turnovers, bad turnovers, that found their way into A.J. Coverdale's hands. One on an interception and one on the latest scoop and score. Nagaris approaches the football. This one's a better kick and it's going to be returned about the 16-yard line. And it is going to be brought down and looked like yeah, one thing, Aiden one... Berkey took the reception. That was a, from about the 26 and got up to about the 35. He's just touching the 35-yard line for Myers Park. That was a kind of a spirited run. And here comes Lucas Lindhoff and the offense, who's got to be a little bit shaken. We have changed running backs. That did not take long. It looks like Derek McKnight, number 34, has come in. And he has. There's two receivers to the right, one to the left side. And there is the handoff to McKnight. He handed it off across the formation, and he's going to lose yards. So now they're behind the chains. Yeah, defensive line had a great push. They had a pretty good pressure up front. You know, f starting off the matchup, you know, we were talking about the size of their offensive line for Myers Park, but, but Glenn is playing very physical on defense. It looks like a loss of three. So, like second and 13, same formation. Same running back, so they're giving McKnight a look this series. So it's closer to 14 yards and second down. Linhoff awaits the snap, calls it, looks downfield, and here comes the pressure. He zings it over the middle, and he's got a receiver at the 47. And it looks like deep crossing route. He was number number deep crossing 17. route. To number 17 is not on the roster, but it, he was <laughs> wide open, came across the field. It was a great route, great throw, good pass and catch. And he would, would you consider him open, or was it just a good route against the defensive scheme? It was just, it was a good route. It was a great route. It looks like there's a flag, but it looks like it was going against Glenn. And it, it looks like it happened after the play. 
rough in the passer. Yep. So they were Glenn brought pressure and somebody didn't hold up in time. So on top of a big gain into Bobcat territory, they're going even deeper to about the Glenn 32 where it will be first and 10. And here comes Myers Park. Myers Park still with McKnight at the tailback. Two receivers to the far side, one to the near. Linhoff looks over the defense, sends his receiver in motion, and he still gives it up the middle to McKnight and finds a seam, dances out over close to the 22-yard line. He got through that initial line of pressure before being dragged down, and it looks like they're giving him the 22. Yeah, you saw the jet sweep action from right to left with a nice little fake, and then Derek McKnight just took the counter back to the right and had a pretty good game. And it looks like they're utilizing an H-back, which I really like. But they're still same formation. McKnight is your lone running back in the pistol formation right off of Lenehoff's left hip. One receiver, which is a mere turner to the far side, and a pair of receivers down to the, down to the near side. He flips it out to Aiden Berkey, and Berkey makes a first man miss and is brought down in the secondary. They're going to give him the 14-yard line, and they're going to move the chains. That's first down for the Myers Park Mustangs, and they're finally having some positive things happen on, on offense. Yeah, quick little zone fake to the right and a quick screen out to the left. Great game. I would love to know who number 17 is for Myers Park. We're going to have to do that. McKnight takes the handoff up the left side. They're going to give him almost the 10-yard line. We're going to say it's the 11. It's going to be second down. And about and, eight. And it looks like eight seven, yards. Seven or eight yards. Yeah, second and eight. We'll go by the scoreboard here. I trust these folks here at Marty Stanley Stadium. They've been doing this a long time. They have not changed the formation. They just moved the direction of the H-back, aren't they, sir? Yes, sir. All right. Linhoff calling for the snap. Looking downfield, that's another great route, and it looks like Berkey is in the end zone for the Mustangs, and the referee verifies it. Touchdown, Mustangs, and a great answer for <laughs> Mr. Linhoff, who has had a dreadful quarter up until now. Yep, just a nice little token play fake there to the running back from right to left, showing inside zone to the left, and just raised up and made a great throw across the middle to the receiver. Win Byerly out for the PAT. That was just a nice 11-yard TD reception. Aiden Berkey made sure it was secured, and he went to the ground. And there is the PAT. They are getting pressure on every kick attempt, but to no avail. That PAT is good, partner, and it is 14-all. I tell you what, partner, I will stay here, but can you go next door real quick and find out if anybody knows who number 17 is? I'll turn down the old mic and freestyle. I'll give you some bars. I know my, my son George is listening in Wilmington. I might have to rap for a little bit. But after two straight possessions on offense – Lucas Linhoff just engineered a fantastic drive after a good after a, a a good kickoff return to the 36, and it moved all the way down to the 11-yard line. Had a very disastrous penalty call that set them up at, at about the 13, and now we've got a tie game, 14-14, with 3:35 remaining. So I'm going to start making up names until we find out at halftime who number 17 is because nobody seems to know. 
So I'm going to, I think I'm going to start using my gamer tag or would I name my players in every, uh, in every Xbox game. There's the kickoff fielded by number eight at about the 10 yard line, finds a seam over the, and uh, some space over the 20 yard line. The Bobcats are going to start on the 22. And so they are going to go first and 10 from their 22. A good return from by Levine Smith. And now the offense huddles. Myers Park is ready to go. Glenn was not, but they are very, Glenn is notorious for being deliberate out of the huddle. All right, now we're ready to go with two receivers to each side. One coming across the formation. There's the handoff off the left side. And a fumble recovered by the Mustangs at the 29-yard line. And that one disaster begets another. Yeah, so far, game of turnovers. This is not the most crisp football I've ever seen. But any now a rejuvenated... Now a not, uh, thank you. All right, now, now a rejuvenated offense from Myers Park comes on, and I can't keep up with it. They nobody wants to have the ball, but now Lynn Hoff comes back. McKnight is still his setback. Two receivers to each side, or he's got two receivers to his left. One to the far side, and some hosses up front, sir. Takes the snaps, looking downfield under pressure, throws got to the left man. side, and he is wide open. Number seventeen, Isaac Hill. Calls in a 29-yard touchdown pass from Lucas Lenhoff, his second of the night. And just like that, because of the turnovers, it is Myers Park 20, Glenn 14, with 3.16 to play still in the first quarter. Did you bring a sleep sleeping bag, Coach? It just seems like it's going to be a long night. Wynn Byerly um, is coming out. He's got an easy job tonight. All he's doing is kicking extra points. But there's pressure on each one. Let's see if they can get there this time. There's a snap, hold, kick is up, and it is once again good. good. I'd love to take a break here, but we're going fast and furious with 3.16 to play in the first quarter. So let's see if I can get this straight. The first two offensive possessions end in turnovers for Myers Park. The third one ends in a score. The first offensive possession ends up – going for uh, for Glenn goes for a touchdown and they've had some success but then they fumble it and now it's that fumble cost them some more points we might be here for a while yeah five touchdowns in the first quarter that's that's pretty awesome now, pretty awesome start for our second round playoff game yeah Ryan Stone and I I'm usually doing color commentary for Ryan's with Ryan Stone on, and we we have been dubbed the angels of death because there's a lot of points scored so I, I hate the fact that I'm with Rez and, and and it's already five touchdowns but then again you know it gives me something to talk about hey look it's Wynn Byerly kicking off again from our right to our left 316 to go toe meets leather and we are going and it is it was received at about the five and oh he bounces off two touch two tacklers and gets a few extra yards, and so he, that extra five yards, it looked like Levine Smith took that one up the left side. Gets up to the 25. 
And that is where Camden Coleman and the offense will start. So coaches got them on the sideline before they come out, and he's telling them, "We got to get one right here, fellas." Yeah, at this point, at this point, it's whoever has the ball last. And I'd like to think that at some point it's going to get, it's going to calm down a little bit. But I don't, I don't think so. I'm gonna let's see who gets to play running back this series. Looks like Brandon Sutton is out there, the sophomore, number 21. Coleman's got a receiver to his left and two to his right, gets the snap, hands it off to Sutton, finds a little bit of space over the left side and fights his way for a few yards. And they're going to give him five, it looks like, as it'll be second and five as the clock ticks down under three minutes. It'll be second and five for the Bobcats. Three receivers to the right side of Coleman on the near side and one to the far. Coleman takes a snap, looking to pass, throws over the right side, and the reception is made by Levine Smith, and that's going to get him right at the 35, and I see the sticks moving, so first down, Bobcats, first and 10. Yeah, nice little quick hitch there. Two receivers to each side. Coleman gets the snap. Oh, that's the same pass that got in, that got almost or that did get intercepted earlier. Just a quick screen over the right side, right? Yeah, nice. It was actually a quick hitch to the slot, and they had it wide open. It's just the defensive end put his hands up in the air. Did a great job of knocking the bat ball down. So we'll line it up again. Two receivers to each side. Sutton, the lone setback, right off of Coleman's right hip. He changes the protection at the line, claps his hands, gets the snap. Oh, that's another ball tipped up in the air, thankfully falling incomplete. Uh, anything more, <laughs> any more mustard on that, and Tyson Austin is on his way to the house. Yeah, they're doing a good job of getting in space there in the hitches. They're wide open. Just got to get a better throw, get it down a little bit. Receiver should have caught it, though. This is a team that likes to mix pass and run. But right now, it seems like we're seeing a lot of passing partners. Trips to the left side, far side. One receiver on the near. Coleman gets the snap and is flushed out. Rolls to the right, looking for anybody. He will be sacked at the twenty at the Glen twenty-nine yard line. Just great, just great pursuit by the Mustangs right off the get-go. Immediately flush Coleman. And now they got to try something else. Yeah, number 25, Golden Walker, come off the edge and chase him down and made a great tackle from behind for the sack. They are getting – I've got him listed as a nickelback. There's no way he was playing nickel safety there. John Allritzi punts the ball. He gets a decent punt, and it's not going to get much of a roll. It's going to be down, I'd say, at the Myers Park 45, but that's perfect field position. That's perfect field position for the Mustangs as they get started. Yeah, so the, the passing game has been working very well for Myers Park. They're getting some guys down the field. They're getting behind the DBs. So I would definitely expect them to come out again, slinging it, and try to get, make another big play. So now that we've determined that number 17 is Isaac Hill, and a great job, partner, because that was just in time because the second we found out who he was, he, <laughs> he got scored a, touchdown. a touchdown. So he's got two big receptions for the Mustangs right now. We're going to get – we're going to get started. Lindhoff's got trips to the to the right side. 
a lone setback. He hands it off McKnight up the middle and over the 45. He'll gain a couple of yards to the 47. It's going to be second and seven. Yeah, it looks like Ritzy made a great tackle. Second and eight, excuse me. Second and eight trips to the far side. Got an H back in and one running back, which is McKnight. Hands the ball again to McKnight. They see something over that right side, and he fights for a few more yards, but he only gets to his own 49. So slowly but surely. It's about third and six. Yeah, it looks like it. It's going to be third and six for the Mustangs. They've got two receivers to each side, one running back trying to get trying to get him to jump. Cole Terrell is back in at running back, which gives them another receiving threat. So Terrell is now moved from the right to the left in the pistol formation. Watch another little play fake to another slant. Linhoff rolls to the right, looking for somebody downfield, and he's going to sling it all the way downfield, and he's got too much mustard on it. They're going to have to punt. That's a pretty good play. We do have some laundry on the field, sir. We've got some cool little lapel mics on these referees tonight. Let's see if they can figure out how to use them. If you're a Bobcat fan, you're hoping that this is not against It looks like team. it's on Myers Park. They declined it. Okay, so that makes sense. There's a hold on the Mustangs. Coach Stevenson declines it. Yep. Coach very quickly declines it. The Mustangs will punt. And that's a that's a really good stop. That's a win, don't you think? It's a, it's a very good stand. Glenn needed it right now. They got a... 23.4 seconds left in the quarter, 21 to 14, down by seven. Glenn needed a stop right there. Levine Smith comes out to return the punt, number along with A.J. Coverdale. Byerly is also handling the kicking. It's a nice the punt. Oh, and he it should, just rolls in the end zone. Can he, can he punt when he kicks off? Because that one went, went clear into the – It was a great punt. I mean, he punted that from the from his own 40, right? Or, or close to Looks it. Looks like it was probably about – it was closer to about the 37. The guy the guy has kicked off already, what, five times tonight, and none of them have reached the end zone. He goes out for his first punt, and there you go. It's first and ten for the Bobcats at their own 20 with just 15 sec seconds remaining in the first quarter, which is a good thing because homie needs a break. <laughs> it's two receivers to the near side, one to the far. And he'll hand off across the formation, and oh, thrown down, just dragged down. They they ran the ball to Levine Smith, trying to give a different look out of the backfield, and that didn't go very well. But we'll talk more about that when we return. You're listening to High School Football WCOG, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it. And we're here to help because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to a local State Farm agent about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. 
Welcome to J. Pepper's Southern Grill. Locally owned and operated, serving the Kernsville community for over 10 years. Delicious homemade Southern food with a menu with a little something for everyone. With daily lunch and dinner specials, you can't go wrong choosing J. Pepper's. Home of the Nest with East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. live during the season. Plus, Wine Wednesday with half-price wine all day and live music every Thursday night. Come join the fun at J. Pepper's Southern Grill, 841 Old Winston Road in Kernersville. Call in your order now at 336-497-4727. Welcome back to the start of the second quarter here at the Water Tower. And very quickly, Coleman hits Levine Smith with a quick screen to the left side, and he is dragged across the 20-yard line. He was dra- That was a violent hit, but he was still managed to get a few yards on it. That's going to bring. It's going to bring third up, and nine. It's going to be a third, and yeah, third and nine. It is eleven thirty-three to go in the second quarter. Mustangs lead twenty-one fourteen. Coleman calls the snap, throws it over the middle, and oh my goodness! Almost interception. Almost intercepted. Not by, a very good throw across the middle. Eighty-eight listed on the roster is Deems May. Deems May. He is the six-three, two hundred-pound senior defensive end. And if you're throwing interceptions to a de- to offensive end, you have made serious mistakes. Well, here's what they did on that. They dropped him. The defensive end actually dropped back into coverage. Do you normally want that as a coach? You don't. But if you're going to try to confuse the other team, as they almost did right there. All right, Ritzy. <laughs> I like this. I love having Rez here because it's football 101, folks. And that another decent punt for John Al Ritzy. But it's great field position for the <laughs> for the Myers Park Mustangs. Starting on their own 48. 48. So the last drive started, I think, at the at the 45, right? Yeah, they've had very good field position. Let's see if Glenn can do another great job on defense and get another big stop. I tell you what, partner, I keep on flipping our formation charts back and forth because this game is flipping possessions very quickly. At any rate, now Myers Park going from our left to our right. Lindhoff has got three receivers to his left, and Cole Terrell as his running back gives it to Terrell. Terrell powers his way to the 50-yard line. They should have thrown a flag on that against Myers Park because they only had 10 guys on the field. Uh, so they would throw it if you're short a guy? They didn't have enough guys on the line of scrimmage. It uh, should have been an illegal formation. As it is, I think they gained four yards, two yards, two yards, something like that. But it is second and eight at the 50 is what they're marking at trips left. Terrell is running back. Now he's back to pass. Lenhoff looking for help, and he throws it to the coaching staff on the far side of the field, which is a great idea. It should be. Is it intentional grounding? That should be intentional grounding. He had a receiver technically over there. It just sailed 80 feet over there. Yeah, he was just nowhere in the vicinity. That's what Coach Stevenson is arguing, is that he wasn't even nowhere near where the ball was being thrown to. And he's got an argument. All right, trips left for Myers Park. Third and eight, one running back. 
Claps gets the football, looking straight downfield. Nice pass underneath to number five, Amir Turner. Turner chased out of bounds after getting the first down and in Bobcat territory at the 36. Just a nice drive concept of the trips, cleared everything out, ran a shallow underneath from right to left. Nice little two to three yard drag across the formation, wide open and got a, had a great gain for a first down. So that sets him up first and 10, 10-24 remaining. Myers Park with a 21-14 lead on Glenn, hoping to add more. Two receivers to Lynn Hoff's right one running back and a bunch of hosses up front. Lindhoff calling for the snap, claps his hands. That hard count doesn't work and says go. Gives it off to Terrell, and Terrell fights his way to the 35-yard line. Just a nice little counter play from right to left. Guard tackle pulling around to the left side. Got two yards, two yards on that play, and it's going to be second and eight. So he's got two receivers to the near side. It looks like they're running a double tight end as well. This is an interesting look. They have not used this yet before. Lenhoff claps once. Hard count doesn't get him. Now he'll get it. Hands it off to Terrell. Terrell finds some space up the middle. Not enough for the first. No, but it, like, yeah. it, it does get it down to the 31. 31. So it looks like third and four, third and four, which is a nice manageable down for the offense, especially an offense that likes to sling it the way the Mustangs do. Here's another down that you could probably see a possible RPO where the little fake inside zone and raise up and throw it. Is that two receivers and a tight end to the right side? Power trip to the right, tight end to the back side. All right. Claps once, drops back, looking down the right side, and he's got – Oh, he's had Isaac Hill had a little bit of space, but it was knocked away at the last second by Glenn Defender. Zion Dixon. Zion Dixon with a great play to knock it away out of his hands. And so we'll see. What are they going to punt here? Or are they going to try a field goal here? Yeah. Well, we saw we're his gonna, leg. We're, we're going to punt. It looks like they're going to may try to pin him deep, but you also got to pay attention for a possible fake situation. Yeah, and that's Phillips Alvarez. The safety is the up back. He's got speed and he's got good hands, but Byerly is out there. When Byerly's out there to punt the ball, there's the snap. Punts it from the 40. And I'm, oh, and he just, they were trying. It was a very nice high kick, lots of hang time, and they were trying as a group to down it at the one, and it had probably about three extra yards. It was a good kick. It's just a little too deep. I think he was trying to pin it a little bit more in the corner, I mean, between the numbers and the sideline. So that's two drives in a row that Myers Park has been set up at great field position, and the defense has hung tough, and now the Bobcats have to do something with it. Yeah, this is the time for them. They've had two opportunities. Defense has put them in a good situation. Not very good field position, but they have a chance. Trip stacked to the left, and he hands the ball off, running back just plows across the 20-yard line, about the gain of three. That looked like it was Sutton on the carry. It was. Sutton stays in at the running back. They're going to go with one receiver to the far side, trip stack to the left, and a quick screen out to Levine Smith, who takes it across the 20, the 25. He's trying to find a way around his blocker, and that allowed time for about five Myers Park defenders 
to run him out. That time I threw the quick screen to the back receiver in that stack formation. One thing to keep in mind going forward, look for a little pump screen and a go where the lead receiver is going to block the corner and then bypass him for a pump and go action to the receiver going downfield. If you love football talk, this is your place on Friday night. This is going to be third and four for the Bobcats. And one running back, it's still Sutton. One receiver to Coleman's left. And that trip stack to the right side. Coleman calls for the ball, gets the snap, quick screen. That's Levine Smith who runs out across the 30-yard line. He's going to pick up a first down for the Bobcats. Just something we talked about watching on film, partner. We quick out there, to the quick screen out there, and Levine Smith does what he does. It looks like they don't have an answer for that because they only got two defenders out carrying that three-receiver stack. Two receivers to the other side. One comes across the formation, and there's the pitch. Now he makes one guy miss. He's not going to make miss the second guy. <laughs> yeah, 44, which he's not on the roster. I'm going to see if I can try to find his number. But he had great penetration up the field and forced the receiver to have to cut it back up. Chaney Fitzgerald was the guy who once again got the got the pitch. Fitzgerald did a lot of Bobcat quarterback, Wildcat quarterbacking when Coleman was hurt. Two receivers to each side. Coleman drops the throw. He's looking deep downfield. Wide open receiver across the 50. And that is number 81, Anthony Davis, who was wide open. Nice seam up the middle. And now they are in Mustangs territory at the 45. First and 10 with 737 left to go in the second quarter. Coleman, two receivers, three receivers to the right, one to the left. He's going to pass again, and this time the pass is almost jumped. He was trying to get the ball to Levine Smith, number eight. It was good defense. Looks like he might got it there a little early, a little aggressive, but he was there to break the ball up. Partner, they're having a lot of success when they're going two receivers to each side, which is what they're doing right now. Two receivers to the near side, and it looks like they're stacked a little bit. At any rate, quick out to Levine Smith makes the first man miss. Oh, face mask. Look like he got a face mask. I thought he grabbed, in fairness to the defender, I thought he grabbed the shoulder, and Levine Smith's not he's not protesting. So I think he just grabbed him near a horse collar, though. His neck snapped back. Nice little quick out. So just couldn't get nowhere. Is he at third and nine, just that quick from the 44? Coleman Fair back to pass, wide open once again. That looks like Cheney Fitzgerald. He tried to stretch nope. it out a little bit, but it's still going to come up a little bit short. Yeah, that was Anthony Davis, rather, who comes up short at the 36. This is where the Bobcats go for it all the time. Sutton is the lone running back, trips to the left, one receiver to the far side, and, yep, Coleman runs it himself and is taken down before he gets to the marker. It looks like they're going to give it to him. How generous was that spot? Myers Park is arguing that his knee was down, and it looked like it he was close, like but he, was he stretched just enough to get the ball across the first down. Nobody in orange is arguing the spot. and Oh, they're going to measure. The official's going to call a timeout. Both you and I thought we saw the, the knee go down. Um, I, I, and Antoine Stevenson is losing his mind on the near sideline here. And I would be, too, if I'm trying to get an equalizer right before halftime. And the problem is that they had moved the chains, so the referee's got to get it back, set back in place. It looks like they're going to have enough. See, and th you said that they had already moved it to a first down. Now they're trying to recreate where they were. It's a first down. Wow. 
That is a fantastic turn of events. If you're a Bobcats fan, um, and I don't think our visitors from Charlotte are well t are, 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 are too pleased with that. But nonetheless, 632 remaining, down a touchdown to 21-14. It's first and 10. Stack formation. On the 35. There's our stack formation. Three receivers to the left, one to the right, one lone setback. Quick throw to Levine Smith on the left side. Smith out across the 25, keeps pushing his legs forward, and they're going to give him the 20-yard line, and that's going to be another first down, I think. Yep, they're telling him to move the chains. So it is first and ten, no doubt about that one. Yeah, they just have them outnumbered with that stack formation. They're trying to bring two DBs over to cover the three-receiver stack, and they're just outnumbered. And now a timeout has been has been called by the Myers Park defense. We're going to take it with them real quick. We'll be back when play resumes here on the WCOG High School Game of the Week, powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio. An auto repair. Now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville, Beamer Tire and Auto offers full service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no appointment needed quick lube shop. Check out their thousands of five star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamRetire.com. Welcome back into the water tower. The whistle blows to bring both teams back on the field. Let's do a reset. 6-18 to play in the second quarter. Myers Park, the number 12 seed, leads fifth-seeded Glenn 21-14. It is first and 10 from the Myers Park 20 for the Glenn Bobcats. Coleman is running an empty set. Three receivers to the right, two to his left. Coleman looks to, and we're going. I was all, I was all excited. They had a false start by one of the receivers. They got me all excited with an empty formation, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, then somebody has to go and false start. I'm not real happy with that. At any rate, are we going to go? All right, now we're we're putting a running back back in. See what we did. All right. It looks like they're getting a signal and trying to get it figured out. I have a feeling this looks like one of those situations where Glenn's going to have to burn a timeout. Three receivers to the far side. Sutton is the lone running back. One receiver to the near side. Coleman gives it to Sutton, who dances his way back to about the 21. It looks like he's going to come up second and 11. Um, it's going to be a little, bit, a little bit longer than that, second and 12. So they're down at the – they get the ball spotted about the 22. So it's about second and 12, 5.52 remaining. There it goes – oh, nice run across the formation, but they hand the ball to Sutton, and the ball comes out. And who's recovered it? Myers Park says they have recovered, and the man in the white hat says they have recovered it and so that second fumble of the half for Glenn comes at an inopportune time not that any time is opportune but they are driving to tie the game up with 540 to play in the first half and now they turn it over at about the 18 yard line and that is where the Mustangs will start their next drive at this point coach 
with 540 to play, do you start trying to run the ball a little bit, or is that – I don't think that this is – that's their personality. I think Myers Park is just going to keep with the foot on the gas here. So, so far there's been four turnovers before that last turnover, and a score has came from every turnover. Two receivers to the far side, and he's looking for one of them. That looks like number 17, Isaac Hill. But that was covered up pretty quickly after a minimal game, maybe a gain of – Maybe a gain of two. Yeah, great defensive play out there on the perimeter by Glenn's secondary. They fought through the receiver and made a great tackle. Second and eight with 5.20 to play. Myers Park with the ball on their own 20-yard line. Lucas Lenhoff doing a fantastic job so far after a disastrous start. And, brother, the heater is blowing on the back of my neck. I love having these amenities at the new Marty Stanley Stadium. Lenhoff finds his receiver downfield. Amir Turner bobbled it right at the marker but managed to control it before he was brought down. They're going to give him a first down at the 29. That's just a good, good quick play and a safe throw. Yeah, RPO, little fake zone to the right, little zone play to the right, and then fire to slant to the backside. Mustangs. Quickly up to the line. They're going to put two receivers to the near side. And it looks like that power formation that you like so much. And McKnight is the back. McKnight takes the handoff. And I don't know whether he it looks lost. looks like he stumbled. He, he lost stumbled. his footing. At first I thought he had dropped the ball, but he did. He just tripped over a, a, an anthill or a, a phantom gopher or something. And they're going to try this one again at the – Ball still at the about the 29, it looks like. Second down and 10. They didn't give him anything on that. And Glenn hasn't brought much pressure tonight in the passing downs. Well, some of that is some of that due to the size, or is that, or they're just trying to be careful? They could be just trying to be careful, but I'd like to see them use their speed a little bit more. Lenhoff hands the ball off to McKnight. McKnight is swarmed under by the Glenn defense, and uh, they're going to say he lost a yard. So it's going to be third and 11. This is a great stand. This is a great stand by the Bob Bobcats defense. This is everything that they wanted to have happen after a terrible turnover at their own 18-yard line. Yeah, it looks like the defensive front, they got a great push up front, got some penetration, and there was nowhere to go for McKnight. One receiver to the far side, two to the near, one running back. I don't know whether they kept McKnight in or not. I can't see him. Nope, they subbed him out. They subbed him out, and that is Terrell. And a nice quick screen. He's going to pick up the first down. Is that Amir Turner again? Yep, they ran a little fake screen to the running back to the right who swung out of the backfield and came back with a little slip screen to the backside receiver to the left. That was actually the tight end, Donye Coleman, with his first catch of the night who caught that little slip screen. I was fooled, obviously, by Cole Terrell going, going out into the flat like that, and then he, Lenhoff just turned his body and found his receiver. So now we're back to a standard formation, one receiver to the far side, two to the right. Terrell stays in at running back. Linhoff claps for the ball. That doesn't work. Gets the ball on the snap. Looking deep downfield on the left side. He's got an open receiver and just misses hitting Amir Turner. Amir Turner had a step, 
but the ball was overthrown. He got good protection that time, Linhoff did. Yeah, it looks like they ran a double move on that outside receiver, had a little stutter and go. Got a little separation, his ball was just a little overthrown. Man, Rez, you should be a coach. <laughs> That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your players tell you. All right, let's reset it. It's second and ten at the Myers Park 40. Looks like they got another running back in, number one, Tavion Neal. Tavion Neal giving a different look, which tells me this may be a pass. Linhoff claps once, claps twice, gets the ball, looks downfield. Number 17 is wide open again. Isaac Hill is brought down by, it looks like, A.J. Coverdale back there. It looks like it hurt his ankle a little bit when he got tackled. Coming so up limpy. A great... A great pass play down to the 22-yard line of Glenn with two minutes to play before halftime. Tavion Neal stays in the game with Linhoff in the backfield. Number six, Donye Coleman, is in the game as well. Amir Turner comes down to our near side. He's the lone receiver. And there's one receiver to the far side, which I am guessing is Aiden Berkey. Linhoff calls for the ball. Hands the ball off to Neal. Neal runs across the formation, gets to the line of scrimmage, and is quickly pushed out of bounds. Yeah, great perimeter defense. They stretch it out, force them out of bounds. So they are going to give them, I think, they're going to give him two yards to the 20? No, they're, they're going to say they're going to give him nothing. So I think it's second and 10. Judging by where the sticks are, second and ten with 133 to play. The Mustangs have two timeouts remaining, but the way they score so quickly, they don't need them. And they've been throwing to the single receiver for a lot of the time. There's the snap. Linhoff looking down the left side. There he is again. Oh, and he is wide open. Amir Turner hauls in a 20-yard touchdown pass to give – the Mustangs a two-score lead with a minute 28 to go before halftime. 27-14, to 14, Myers Park over Glenn with 128 to play. Wynn Byerly, the junior kicker who is built like a wide receiver at 6'2", 187, comes on for yet another extra point try. Yeah, they've had a lot of success throwing it to that single receiver to the short side. I'd say so. He's open every time. That's where a lot of their last couple of big plays have came from. Well, Byerly is true once again. And so now we've got a two-score deficit at the water tower. What do you do? You've got a minute 28. You've got your full complement of timeouts. Do you risk a turnover, or does it depend on what happens on the kickoff for you? I think it happens, well, they, you know, they, we've, they've had some pretty good returns on the kickoff so far. They are averaging right now about the 25 and 30 for, you know, after receiving a kick. So they could be set up in a good position. It's really going to come down to what happens in the first play or two of this next series for Glenn before they decide what they want to do. Failed to mention that they are, it is a very good crowd here tonight in Kernersville. It's a little chilly for the triad, but this is great. The teams look great in their resplendent. Myers Park wearing their black britches, white jerseys, green numbers that I can see very clearly. Thank you, Myers Park. 
And Antoine's got his guys in all orange with the blue numerals, and we'll have a chat after the game about that. And anyway, the now the kickoff goes into the end zone, and we are going to have 128 to play and 80 yards to go for the Bobcats to try to get a score, a score here because they have to kick off in the second half. Yeah, this is definitely a situation for them where they need to come out have success on the first down and second down to be able to have an opportunity to move the ball down the field. Fitzgerald and, J and Davis are going to line up as receivers on the right side. Number eight, Levine Smith is your slot receiver on the left. It looked like Sutton's still the running back. And he gets the handoff and gets virtually nothing. I can't say that. He, he really fought hard there. He got two yards there. That started off like a disaster, and he's going to end up – they gave him three yards. So it's second and seven, almost second and six for the Bobcats. Coleman calls for the ball and quickly fires it and is picked at the 25-yard line, and he's not going to be touched. Number two, Camarion Thornton, who I have listed as injured on my roster <laughs> – Pick six with one minute to go, and we are officially in the zone of danger for the Glenn Bobcats, partner. Yeah, just not a very good decision there by the quarterback, by Cannon Coleman. Had a nice little – they tried to run that little RPO action, fake zone, try to hit the slant, and it's just the, deep, the the linebacker stepped right in front of it. There was just no one open. Do you agree with how they handled this, the play calls there, two straight runs? or? Well, it's a, it, I think that second play was just the bad read by the quarterback because they had an RPO called, and he instead of giving it to the running back, he pulled it and tried to force it. So here's a, here's a spoiler alert. Byerly's PAT is good, and somehow we've got seven touchdowns total in the first half. Unfortunately for the triad area listeners, it is Glenn 14 – Myers Park 35. They're going to have to kick off to Myers Park to start the second half. But partner, do you take a knee? Because now what's if I'm Myers Park? No, if you're Glenn getting this play, getting this kickoff after we get this kickoff done, don't you? Do you take a knee and go in because it started off the game started off with Myers Park shaking quite a bit. Well, again, it's all going to depend on the return and depend on the first play because there's still a minute. As fast as Glenn plays, they're going to want to try to move the ball down the field because right now they're they're in danger of this game being blown wide open. So yeah. that's going to determine really what they're going to do. Yeah, we call this in the business the zone of danger. Copyrighted Jim Young at the ACC tournament uh, quite a few years ago. Shout out. Byerly approaches the football, toe meets leather. This one's going to stay in, and it's returned from the four. Crosses over the 20. He's got one man to miss, and he stumbled over a gopher. Levine Smith with a beautiful return. He had one man to beat, and I – did you see anybody touch his feet? It was number – looked like 48, Donald Jones. Okay, Donald Jones came in, so it was not one of our – Phantom friends. That field is in great it condition, was, by it, the he way. He saved a touchdown, so that was actually a great play. All right, 53.9 seconds to go here at the Water Tower. Two receivers out to the right, one running back and one wide receiver, and we are going to hand the ball off and go in, it looks like. I think that's Sutton at running back. It is. Sutton carries from the 33 to across 
35. So it's second and seven. The clock is running. Coleman hands the ball off once again. And another good push is going to give them a first down. And at he is fighting. Push the, all the way across. So Sutton gets the ball to the 44, and it's a first down. They could – but the clock is still running. I don't think Coach Stevenson has any interest in calling a time timeout here. But he does Cole, got a guy down, the, down the side. One man to beat. And a, what a reception down the sideline. The Myers Park side says he did not catch it. That's Cheney Fitzgerald, who was all alone on the right side. And they are calling that incomplete. And it it couldn't have happened farther away from us, to be fair. Yeah, it looked like he caught it. I'm not quite sure what they're talking about as far as what made it incomplete. Unless they're saying he was out of bounds. Unless he was saying he's out of bounds. But they were in, the folks on the Myers Park sideline who were in the area were emphatic that it was out of bounds. But, of course, I'd be doing that too, even if it was two, two yards inbounds. Any event, trips to the right, one receiver to the left. Sutton is on Coleman's right hip. They'll probably just throw out to Levine, yeah. Yep. They're going to prevent and see what he can get, and here he goes. Levine makes one man miss, two men miss, and he stumbles across the 45, and now Stevenson wants to use his timeout, and this is where I start getting aggravated because yeah. I think he should have – used his timeouts a little earlier once they got to their own 45. At the end of the, let me reset it here. It's first and 10, not that it matters. There's five seconds to play in the half. They're going to obviously try and sling this ball into the end zone, and Coleman certainly has the arm and the frame to do that. 6'3", 215-pound senior who's thrown for a lot of yards in his Glenn Bobcats career despite being missing some games to injury. But as of right now, the game, it sits at the at the Myers Park 44. I just put my fastest guys out there and run four verts, right? Well, not necessarily because if they line up in the same defensive look that Myers Park did that last play in a prevent with all them DBs across the back, you could see the opportunity for them to throw a screen. Try to get Glenn's got a lot of speed, so if they can get some guys down the field and put some bodies on the defense down the field, they got some guys they can run and make a chance and make a good play. All right. Coach says throw it underneath. I will always say run four verts because that's what I that's what I do in Madden. And so <laughs> So they got five guys deep. Yeah, five guys deep. It is prevent. They call a timeout. Myers right. Park. Myers Park wants to take a look at it now because that was empty formation, wasn't it? It was because, I mean, they, they're spreading them out. All they got five defenders over the top. So what they can try to do is try to get some of their linemen in like a jailbreak screen type play. They get the ball to some of their speedsters, and Glenn's got some. This has been an entertaining first half, partner. Absolutely. Seven touchdowns? Yeah, I mean, it's not – I mean, the home for the home guys, it's not been very pleasant. What was a one-score game for a very long time has turned into a 21-point deficit. Well, here's the thing that they're going to talk about there in the locker room, Glenn. They got one, two, three, four turnovers that have all led to scores. All right. We're going to keep a running back back for protection. Three receivers to the near side. He throws it underneath to number – and he gets out of bounds. With oh, 0.5 right. seconds. 0.5 seconds to go. What a great play right there. Number 18, 
number 18, Gerald Hardy Jr. just goes and catches the ball in front of that wall of defenders. And now with .5 to go, it's first down Bobcats. They're going to have a, reason, a time to run a reasonable play call here. Absolutely, and, and Myers Park is going to have to play a base defense. They can't drop all their guys back. Three receivers to the far side, one to the near. Coleman back to pass. Oh, he's wide open in the end zone, and it is picked off. Oh, my goodness. That's about the most appropriate ending that you could get, though. I couldn't get the number on the player that picked it off. It looks like number, number 10. 10. Number 10 is Jordan Wheeler. Jordan Wheeler, the starting right cornerback, just showed some remarkable, remarkable vertical and and yet another Bobcat turnover on a on a very very makeable twenty yard or so first down at the end of the half. So now we are at halftime. Myers Park thirty five, Glenn fourteen. We're going to take a commercial break, pay some bills. When we come back, we'll take a look about what's happening uh, across the across the triad and try to make some sense of what we have seen here in the first half. When we come back on the high school game of the week on WCOG. Powered by Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Looking to change things up a little? Visit Salon Resi. Located in Mount Airy, Salon Resi is the newest high-end full-service salon and spa in the triad. Salon Resi Spa includes massages and skin care. Grand opening this Saturday, October the 30th from 4 to 8 p.m. Featuring music from the beach group, the Catalinas. Plus food and drink by 13 Bones and Thirsty Souls. Salon Resi, where passion and creativity meet. 765 East Bluemont Road, Suite 200 in Mount Airy. The specials never stop at Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant. Every day, you get a large two-topping pizza for only $11.99. On Sunday, watch football and enjoy our large one-topping pizza and 10 wings for only $17.99. Plus lunch specials every day of the week. Blue Naples Pizza, an Italian restaurant, 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Visit Giada's Restaurant, 210 North Main Street, Suite 292 in Kernersville. With their signature stone oven, culture of hospitality, and North Carolina's best pizza, Giada's lets you, your family, and friends share an authentic Italian experience with a twist. Everything is better by the stone oven at Giada's. Check out our lunch specials and more. Giada's, 210 North Main Street in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair, now with three locations across the triad in High Point, Greensboro, and our new location in Kernersville. Beamer Tire and Auto offers full-service auto repair, all tire brands, free alignment checks, oil changes, and more. In Kernersville, check out the no-appointment-needed Quick Lube Shop. Check out their thousands of five-star ratings via Google and Yelp. They care because they know that you can go anywhere. So try a shop with a beating heart, not a bottom line. Beamer Tire and Auto Repair. Visit us on Facebook or at BeamerTire.com. Tobacco Road Sports Radio is so excited to be your home for triad sports. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! We heard you loud and clear. Our mission is to give you what you want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it 
for years. Give it to me. Give me what I want. The best sports talk in live sports in the triad, period. What's up, everybody? Live Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Score once again with Brett Wiseman. Hello and welcome back to the Pit Stop here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Welcome back to Franchise Players, your home for triad sports coverage. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, here on Tobacco Road Sports Radio. If you think that's great, wait until you see what's next. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Tune in at TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. And don't forget to download the new Roku channel, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. You're listening to Friday Night High School Football on WCOG Greensboro. Powered by TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Hey, Pops, where do you want to go eat tonight? I'm going to go get me some good southern cooking at Ball Brothers down by the airport in Winston. No, Pops, it's Bell Brothers, and they closed years ago. It's Taste of the Triad now. Taste of the Triad? Is it in the old Ball Brothers building? Yup. Can I still get baked chicken and collard greens? Sure can. How about neck bones, meatloaf, and pork chops? Taste of the Triad has all that. So they ain't got pinto beans, tater salad, mac and cheese, or fried okra? Pops, they have all that, plus homemade cakes and cobblers and sweet potato pie. Well, then I don't care what they call it. Let's go eat. Taste of the Triad. Open daily for lunch with $5.99 specials from 11 to 2 and chef specials daily. Don't miss the Saturday brunch from 9 to 1 and the soulful Sunday dinner when you come out of church full of the word but hungry for Southern comfort food. Taste of the Triad in the old Bell Brothers building at Old Walkertown Road and North Liberty in Winston-Salem. That's good Southern cooking. Enter your softball team into the Diamond Star K-Vegas Fall Futures Invitational November 20th and 21st at Ivy Redmond Park in Kernersville. Four-game guarantee per team with a single elimination tournament. 12 and up and 14 and up accepted. Team cost is $595 with a gate fee included. Winning teams in each age division will receive free entry into a 2021 or 2022 Diamond Star tournament of their choice. For more information, visit DiamondStarEvents.net. This is Davis Troxler, the proud owner of North Carolina Golf Academy and the director of instruction. Don't let your golf game suffer from this dreary winter season. Come hit some golf balls, take a lesson. You can call us at 336-324-2374 for details. Thank you and keep it in the fairway. Listen to North Carolina A&T Aggie football all season long on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Two minutes before the second half kickoff here under the water tower here at Marty Stanley Stadium on campus of Robert Glenn High School in Kernersville, North Carolina. Hey, baby. Myers Park up 35-14 at the halftime break. Coach Rez 
What are the keys to getting the Bobcats back in this game? Well, starting off for Glenn, they got to protect the football. They cannot have any more turnovers in the second half if they have a chance to try to gain some possessions against Myers Park. And that's going to be tough because Myers Park is playing some great defense right now. From a Myers Park standpoint, they got to keep their foot on the gas. They cannot let up. Glenn's got a very powerful offense. They've got some very fast athletes. They can score at any point. Any moment that Glenn can score if they have an opportunity. So Myers Park cannot play conservative. They gotta keep staying aggressive and keeping the foot on the gas. And then again for you know touch base back on the turnovers. They had five turnovers in the first half, Glenn did. They cannot afford to do that again in the second half if they have any chance of trying to get back in this football game. All right coach, you're the coach of that orange team down to our left. What do you tell them at halftime? What was said if you're the coach? in that locker room. Myers Park is not beating us. We are beating ourselves. We are our own worst opponent tonight in this first half. First half is over, new half coming up, new ball game at 0-0, because they can score at any point. They, they can score in every possession. They gotta be able to protect the football. They gotta get out of their own way. And that's what he's telling them to go do in the second half. Um, we, we talked a lot before the game and then during the game, and you pointed it out, thankfully, they had success going to that triple stack every time they used it, and then they went away from it the last and they three possessions. And you told me pregame that sometimes they'll go in that stack formation and run the play over and over and over and, and tell them to try to stop it. There is one thing that we haven't seen tonight, and it's something that I was actually prepared to see, and I think we're going to see it in the second half. I think if things don't get started with a quickness, I think we're going to see – Cheney Fitzgerald run the Wildcat. Camden Coleman was out with a shoulder injury early part of the season, and they had to go, they had to find a way to make their playmakers still be involved, even with their gunslinger quarterback sideline. So Cheney Fitzgerald is featured quite a bit as a Wildcat quarterback. We may see that tonight, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how Myers Park reacts to it, although I'm sure that Coach Fuller is prepared for that option too absolutely because we haven't we haven't said Fitzgerald's name very much tonight so it's time to get him involved you know some in this second half and you know that's going to help them out other than I think a couple of punt returns or a kick return that he was on the field for and he's been the recipient every time they do that little quick pitch on the jet sweep um, I think that's the only time he's been involved mm -hmm. that can't happen that cannot happen and we are going to have we're going to see real quick how much metal these Glenn Bobcats have because they're going to have to kick it off. So I am very interested in seeing what happens in the second half. The water tower to our right lit up, home of the Bobcats. Glenn is going to kick from our right to our left. I think Nagaris is still the quarterback, He or the, excuse me, the kicker. Gosh, he's only been on the roster a couple of weeks, so I'm not going to make him the quarterback yet. Left-footed kicker, but he's got his team out. Who's going back to to return for the Mustangs? That's number one, Tavion Neal, to our near side. And on the far side Amir is Turner. Mir Turner, who we have said a lot. And there he pops it up in the air, and Tavion picks it up at the round of 26, goes around the left side, makes a couple people miss, finds the seam, gets a great block at midfield, and that's where he'll be knocked down. Once again, great starting position for the Myers Park Mustang. He'll have first and 10 at midfield. 
if there was ever time to get Albert Red, whose name we have not called tonight, involved, it's right now for the Bobcats. Yeah, the playmakers got to step up. You know, defense was very physical in the first half. They, they really played, didn't play that bad. I, I don't think they did either, but Red's got to make himself known. Two receivers to the near side to start. Tavion Neal will be the running back for Lucas Lenhoff, and he gets the handoff, dives across midfield, and is taken down at the 45. They'll give him pro progress to the Glen 45. It'll be second and five for the Mustangs. They piled in there. Glenn doing a good job of getting a bunch of hats to football. Number two, number three guy coming in there trying to strip it out. They're trying to get the ball out of their hands. Yeah, Myers Park in no particular hurry. Tight formation, one running back. Lenhoff claps for the ball. There's the snap. Looks to pass and hits Amir Turner on the left side. And that might be enough. There might be enough for the first down. It's right at the 40. They have not instructed the chain gang to move yet, and now they will. And I don't think the I think the chain gang's a little reluctant to move after that spot incident in the first half. Nonetheless, Linhoff has a receiver to each side. Tavion Neal on his right in the pistol. Look for him to take a shot down here to Hill. They fake that, but they do hand the ball to Tavion Neal, and he's got to do a better job protecting that ball because I can see it all the way up here. Yeah, Glenn defense is doing a great job. They're trying to rip that football out of the running back's hands. It's still a gain of four yards. It's going to be second and six for the Mustangs as the clock continues to roll in the early stages of the third quarter with the Mustangs leading 35-14, looking for more. And this is the matchup they've liked, number 17 Hill getting one-on-one -on -one with one of the DBs. Yep, and, and they got that matchup again. Hill's right down in front of us on the near sideline. Amir Turner on the far side. Tavion Neal's the lone running back. And we are looking downfield. Oh, downfield for Aiden Berkey, who I didn't even see lined up in the formation, and neither did the Glenn Bobcats because he sneaked out in front of everyone and, and he got ball, behind the safety yeah and the ball was just overthrown which we have said i've said that a couple of times tonight yeah he got behind uh coverdale there coverdale didn't see him to the last minute now berkey and isaac hill lined up to the near side two receivers to the far side running back runs out takes the pass across the 35-yard line and is knocked violently out of bounds. Is there laundry on the field, sir? Looks like it. Probably that, gonna call holding on the receiver. That was number 18. Who is listed as Isaac Hill, but that ain't Isaac Hill, sir. Well, it was holding, and the play never happened. So I'm just going to imagine that number 18 wasn't involved, and he goes to the sidelines anyway. Holding will back them up. Back and they took the penalty because it would it would have been it would have been fourth fourth and about two or three, a long three. So coach wanted to push him back. So this is going to be about third and 14 
from the 43 of Glenn. Glenn Hoff has got one running back, three receivers bunched to the left. Tavion Neal stumbles. The ball comes out. Jumped on immediately by a Myers Park Mustang. And what could have been the turnover that Glenn needed. There was a lot of confusion there in their, on the offense Myers Park's alignment. They weren't quite sure where to line up. And they, they, they almost put the ball on the ground. They did put the ball around and almost lost it. So that holding penalty is a drive killer, as it often is. And now Wynn Byerly will punt the ball, standing at his 42. Gets off a good punt with good hang time, and it's going to bounce mm. into the end zone by just mere inches. Almost a huge mistake by Coverdale letting that ball hit the ground. He could have fair caught it, but he decided to let it bounce, and Myers Park almost kept it from going in the end zone. When you, get, when you guess, you better guess right in that situation. He thought that the ball was going to go and bounce into the end zone, and it barely bounced into the end zone. But here comes the Glenn offense. No Wildcat, just Camden Coleman. One running back, which is still Sutton. Delayed handoff to Sutton over the left side. Yeah, they've been running that guard tackle counter pull, and it hasn't done too much for him. But this play right here got him about three or four yards. So he's going to get get three yards on the play. Second and seven. They're going to hurry. Stacked formation of three receivers to the top, and very quickly out to Levine Smith, who makes one man miss and couldn't stay in bounds. Almost got the edge. Levine almost was able to turn the corner. I do like the, what he does once his hands are on the football. He's immediately trying to use his athleticism with his speed to make the first man miss. That's his only job on that play. They're going to the same formation. Levine Smith now will come across the formation, receives the pitch in front, and goes across the 35 before being dragged down by the Myers Park defense. He's going to get to the 36, and that's going to be good enough for a Bobcat first down. That's a good start for Glenn. Yeah, Levine came around on the jet sweep from right to left and put his foot in the ground and cut it up and got some very nice yards. And guess what? We're going to say stacked with three receivers to the far side. Levine dotting that eye, and he's going to get that quick screen. Makes one man miss. Bounces to the outside. Goes across the 40, and is thrown down at the 44, as I believe is where his forward progress is. And it's going to be second and about three, do you say, sir? Maybe two. Yeah, it looks like a long two. I'll tell you what, that stack formation, they've had success every time they've ran that formation, no matter what play they've ran. So, I'd like to see them staying out a little bit more. Sutton gets the breather. And it's a screen out to the left side to number 31. That's R.J. Livingston, the freshman. He dashed out of his running back position beside Coleman and caught a, I guess, a little screen pass or a little pass in the flat. They gave him the first down. And had just gonna, enough. Coach Stevenson was yelling at him that he yeah, didn't get enough for the first he down. He got a first down, so we got that long two yards on an effective play. And here they are going away from that formation again, but they're going trips right, one to the left, and a lone running back. Pass downfield, they were looking for number 81, Anthony Davis, who was open. The ball was just a little overthrown. 
in at running back right now is William Slater, the 5'7", 215-pound senior. I was informed prior to the game that they rotate these running backs according to personnel. And he, being of diminutive size, is now getting his first shot. He rolls out to the right. Camden Coleman is hit as he throws and throws it incomplete across the middle. Yeah, it had a lot of pressure there from Myers Park. Coach Stevenson is just beside himself with the quarterback because I don't think the quarterback is throwing to the guy that he's expecting them to throw it to. No, and it looks like he's pressing a little bit on his throws. It's third and ten, two receivers to each side. Levine Smith is kind of stacked to the near side, and uh, a flag That was pretty goes close, but they got him. A flag comes down. Is it going to be offsides? Offsides on Myers Park. Offsides. That's going to help. That's a third and manageable now. Third and five from – from the Myers Park 49 with 719 to play. Myers Park leading 35-14. What uh, they need to do is hurry up and snap it. They, the guys aren't on the field yet. Yep. That's just poor recognition, and now he does a check with me. And somebody's burning a timeout. Myers oh, Park. Myers Park burns a timeout. They weren't aligned right. The, the guys didn't get off the field in time, and Glenn should have took advantage of that and got another five cheap five yards. So what do we do here, Coach? It's third and five. They're going to go for it. Even if they're on the It's 49. two down territory for sure. Because they're down three scores. It's the playoffs. They're not <laughs> – next week is not promised at this point. Not at the moment. They got to – it's not over. That's the good thing, right? But the only chance they have – I mean, this, this is the drive of the game right now for them. If they don't put it in the box, it's going to be a very, very tall hill for them to climb. Update from Jamison Stadium in Greensboro. Grimsley is now leading – Porter Ridge, 21 to 20. That's a that's a score I can better understand. Reedsville has very quickly gone up 43 to 18 in the third over the Chase Trojans. So some positive news starting to happen around the triad. As the Bobcats come back on the field, three receivers to the right, one to the left side. Going from our right to left, Coleman gets the snap. It rolls to him. He takes off down the middle with the ball. He makes the man miss, and he bounds over the 30-yard line to about the 28, giving the Bobcats a first down and a great run and recognition by quarterback Camden Coleman. Yeah, great play call there by Coach Stevenson. Called a quarterback draw. Myers Park was not ready. And, again, they caught their guy off, didn't have enough guys off the field. Quick throw by Coleman, looking for a man in the end zone. He's looking for a flag. He's not going to get it. They went for a quick strike there, and he went straight down the field, threw the ball straight down the field to the right corner of the end zone. He was looking for Levine Smith. That's two plays there. Myers Park was very fortunate they didn't get called for 12 men on the field. It's the little things that matter. And now we're going to a tighter formation, but two receivers to either side for Coleman, a running back to his right side. There's the snap. Coleman looking over the middle. He finds number 81, Anthony Davis, over the middle. And they're going to give him forward progress until he kept on running. Oh, no, uh, they're, yeah, they're going to give it to him. Okay, so they'll give him the forward 19. progress to the 19. He, he kind of escaped from his tacklers. So it's going to be a third and one. So it's third and one. That, that – that, that uh, particular down was started at the 28. So now we are down at the 19. They need one. I wouldn't be surprised to see Coleman run it again. And, and he does. And the quarterback draw again. 
Wow, that kid can take a lot of punishment. He is brought down well past the sticks at the nine. Looks like it's going to be first and goal. It is going to be first and goal for the Bobcats, and it couldn't have started. Oh, here we any, go. It couldn't have started any better, but six minutes have gone by. Here's your formation, coach. Yep. So that I th you're thinking now. Yep. Okay. All right. So we've got Fitzgerald's at quarterback. For, here's the Wildcat, Cheney Fitzgerald. Fakes it, but keeps the ball. They were ready. And they're pushing him. They're pushing him. Did he get in? Is he in? Is he in? I think he got in. Fitzgerald. Oh, they're calling him short. Fitzgerald is down at the one. Cheney Fitzgerald faked the handoff to one of his two running backs and went over the cent over the left guard down to the one. That's pretty tough. That's so the ball was going to be placed on what we call the fuzz which is the, the chalk white of the goal line. Number 18 is your quarterback. Direct snap up the middle, and he is hit and sent sideways. He didn't have enough push. Gerald, and it looks like they're – are they saying they fumbled it? No, they're saying no, he's they, down. The ball came out afterwards. Gerald Hardy Jr. was in at was in at quarterback. Well, we've got an injured Bobcat down on the goal line or getting up slowly. Trying to get a number on him, number 72. Tyshawn Holland. Tyshawn Holland, the starting right guard. Looks like Fitzgerald's staying in at quarterback. So Fitzgerald is, is back to take this particular snap. Gerald Hardy took the last one and dove towards the middle and was hit sideways. Cheney Fitzgerald at quarterback looks to the defense over, calls for the ball, and runs to the left. And he's going to outrun him. Oh, wow. Gets into Touchdown, the Glenn. Cheney Fitzgerald from the one out of the Wildcat, shotgun Wildcat, finally gets the ball back in the end zone for the Glenn Bobcats. And it is 35-20 to 20 with 4.48 to play in the third quarter. This one's not quite over yet. No, two, there's still two possessions. Here comes Nagaris in his left-footed style to try to tack on the extra point. Nagaris, the kick is up. These had beautiful, beautiful, three beautiful PATs gone straight down the middle, no knuckleballs, and it's 35-21 to 21 with 4.48 to play here at the water tower, and now the energy level has picked up on the Glenn sideline. We've got the Glenn student section celebrating with either a smoke machine or a smoke bomb to the right of us. But at any rate, this is a ball game because they can score very quickly, as you said. Absolutely. That was a huge drive for them, and they capitalized. They put it in the end zone. That's what they needed to do. Now we got to see Glenn come out and have another great defensive stop. Nagaris is going to tee the ball off at his 40-yard line. This has been quite entertaining. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, it's a good game. Amir Turner is back to receive along with, I believe, number one, Tavion Neal. And there's the short kick again. Actually, it's a little, took a little bounce. And Neal picks it up at around the 16 and heads straight up field with it. He's got a uh -oh. bit of a block, and he's heading over midfield, and he's going to have it all negated. 
The Looks coach, like two flags. Coach says there's a flag. There might be a couple. Looks like there was a block in the back, back about the 30-yard line, and then a late hit out of bounds. The block in the back would explain how he suddenly got out of a, got out of jail at around the 35. It may be offsetting penalties. And if that's the case, they'll just re-kick it. Is that correct? I believe so. We've I think had, that's what they're talking about now. We've had a relatively cleanly officiated game tonight. Yeah, and surprising enough, too, the, the the both teams have been very disciplined. A little chippiness here and there a little bit, but not a whole lot of bad stuff back and forth between I, them. I don't think that it's been enough for my taste. I'll be honest with you. Porter Ridge has answered Grimsley and is now up 27-21. to 21. It says it's the fourth quarter. And I know – All right, so the kicking team, the penalty is on the kicking team. So where are they going to spot it? Because I think you're right. They were offsetting yep, penalties. Yeah, so it looks like, no, they actually, it was a personal foul, late hit. After, it was a dead ball foul. Okay. So it looks like they technically walked off the holding penalty and then walked off the personal foul. So it was actually a five-yard gain for Myers Park. So they actually take over on 35. It's a lot of lot of explanation. <laughs> that, yeah, there was a lot going on there. All right, Myers Park. Linhoff comes out with three receivers to his right. One lone setback looks like Terrell back there. Terrell's going to take the handoff, head straight up the middle. And nice tackle by number <laughs> – who was that? Number five. It's a beautiful – Kobe Johnson came in and just took his legs out and running back went flying in the air. Johnson's a great athlete, and he just kind of helicoptered. For Cole Terrell, number 16, it's going to be second down and seven from the 38. Here's the look they're trying to get right here with Hill at the bottom. Yep. Bunch of hosses up front. Terrell is the running back. Lucas Lindhoff. Should looking. be a delay of game. I, I, I don't know that the yeah, – nope, the, 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 they never it, yeah. reset it. He hands the ball off to Terrell. And Terrell is starting to pick up significant yardage as he goes across the 41 to the 42. And the fans here, the Glenn fans, are irate because they thought it was a delay game, but it, the, the, the play clock was not never, reset. It never stopped. And somebody just threw something from the top of the stands. It's third and four from the Myers Park 42. Lenhoff has two receivers tight to his left, three receivers stacked to his left, Two to the right, no running backs. A lot of movement in the backfield there, the guys on the motion. And now, after moving it around, he hands the ball off, and that's going to be enough for the sh for the first down. Cole Terrell was split out to the left in the slot, and he, right before the snap, took his normal place beside Lenhoff, and Lenhoff gave him the ball and converts the first down. And that keeps the clock a-rolling after they reset the ball. 3.15 to play here at the Water Tower. 35-21, Myers Park. Glenn needs a turnover in the worst way. Myers Park offense comes out. It looks like he's got one receiver to the near side. Stacked receivers to the left. And Cole Terrell is his one running back behind him. Terrell's going to take the ball up the middle again. And this time Great he gets pressure. nothing. The interior lineman... Defensive lineman for the Bobcats. 
saw it coming and were in the backfield before he could come back. That's going to bring up second down, and he lost like three yards on that. So it's second and 13 from the Myers Park 45. Clock keeps ticking, 2.27 to play. And the Mustangs are in no hurry to get this playoff. I can tell you that. McKnight, it looks like, has come in to spell. Yeah, one of the things, too, they're playing they're pretty conservative back. as well. I don't think that's going to play to their favor. Now they've gone empty. Linhoff throws to Aiden Berkey over the middle. That could have been picked. Good defense, but the ball falls harmlessly to the grass. So it's a little, looks like a flag in the backfield late. It looked like there was a D-line and an O-line tussling around, and they may get Glenn on unnecessary roughness on one of the D-linemen. Is it true what they say on television, that it's always the, the retaliator? It usually is, but in this sense, yeah, I, I think they actually are going to get it right. Yeah, because the Glenn defense is pointing They're, to their side, mm -hmm. gesticulating to the sidelines that it is against Myers Park. Myers Park is running clock, but they are putting themselves behind the chain. Mm -hmm. And it is. It's against them. So it's an unnecessary roughness call, and it's going to bring them all the way back mm. to the 31-yard line, to their own 31-yard line. And it is third down and Mecklenburg County for the Mustangs. One receiver to the far side, two to the near, one set back, hands the ball off to McKnight. McKnight runs off the left side and he is hauled down by Glenn Defender after a short gain. He's gained some gains out to the 33. That's nowhere near enough. And they got the stop they wanted and because of the penalties and being behind the chain, mm -hmm. This is almost as good as a turnover because it is fourth and 22 from their own 31, and the start of this job, this drive, was at their own 48. And you got—he's got a very good leg, but the problem with that, he's going to outkick the coverage, and the Glenn's going to have a chance to return this. Levine Smith is out to return it, and he re and he takes it at the 28. Trying to get the edge, and they he got does it. He's up. got, got a, a wall. wall on the left side. He takes it over the 40 to the 30 there he to goes. the 20, down to the 15. Where no is flags. He? He's no in the flags. end zone. No flags. Touchdown, Glenn. I told you. Levine they have a very Smith. Good. Levine Smith fielded it at around, what did I say, the, the 18? And took it back for a touchdown after a perfectly set wall along the left or near sideline. And they are not going quietly into this good night. It is 35-27 in favor of Myers Park. And now the Nogueras is trying to make this a one, a seven-point game. There's the snap, the hold, and like that. It, it was blocked a piece, but it went through. It it looked like they got a hand on it, but it, it fought its way through. It looked like I sculled <laughs> a pitching wedge, and it went about that far, and it had right about that altitude, but it went over the crossbar, and that's all that counts, Coach. It's 35-28 in favor of Myers Park, 107 to go in the third quarter, and 
14 unanswered points in the second half by the Glenn Bobcats. Yeah, that that punt return. Now, that's part of the problem when you have a very good kicker, they can boom it as a punter. It was poor field position. So you know that Glenn was going to have an opportunity to get a good return. And Levine did a great job of concentration with guys flying around him, fielding the punt. And that was a, just a great drawn-up punt return to the sideline. Wall was perfect. And that was one of the big plays that they needed. All right, Nogueras will line the ball up again. Wow, we have got nine touchdowns tonight. Nogueras runs up, kicks a low spinning kick to about the 19, taken by Amir Turner, and he is slammed down. Uh-oh, we've got a little extracurricular. People are excited on the Glenn sideline, and we're starting – to get the energy that I want here. This is what I want, partner. Absolutely. And, and Myers, Myers Park's not expecting to get that kind of energy from Glenn. They're used to seeing that at some of them Charlotte schools, but Glenn's not going anywhere. So, once again, Myers Park comes out, but now they've got a score. I think they're changing plans. Their deliberate pace at the beginning of the half really handicapped them because now they've got a problem, and they've got an empty set at the 29-yard line, three receivers up top, two to and the near side. And listen to this crowd. Lindhoff throws a nice little tunnel screen out. Nothing. To Aiden Berkey, and he got zero. As a matter of fact, he got zero minus one because I think they're going to give him the 28. I'll tell you what, you hear this, the Glenn crowd, they're banging the stands, it's getting loud. Now we got some playoff football there going, buddy. Yeah, we talked about some of the stuff coming into the half. They, they had to keep their foot on the grass. They, had, they got conservative trying to run some of the clock, and it bit them in the butt. So now the ball is uh, it's second and 12. They have to run one more play before the quarter ends. But, boy, have we set the stage for a magnificent fourth quarter. Five receivers, no running backs. Three to the near side, two to the far. Lenhoff looking downfield. And he's got a wide open Aiden Berkey at around the 41-yard line. Berkey crossed the field, and he was hit right in the middle. And that's a good first down. That's going to end the quarter. Yeah. So it is. We head to the fourth in the second round of the 4A playoffs with Myers Parks. 35-14 deficit now trimmed to 35-28. They are now officially, as I like to call it here in Kernersville, in deep water. We'll be back after a break. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it. And we're here to help because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to a local State Farm agent about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. We are back to start the final quarter here under the water tower. And now, Glenn, 
is facing the water tower on defense moving and Myers Park will be and their offense will be moving from our right to our left and now they've got a, ru a running back looks to be McKnight back there Lenhoff calls for the snap and he throws it very quickly to his tight end over the middle Donye Coleman races to about the Glenn 28 if not just the 29 and very quickly Myers Park is in business on the orange side of the field. They are going to only give him the 30, but nonetheless a great one. They're going to attack quickly with two receivers to either side. Lenhoff, very quickly. Great play by the defensive end. Defensive end, I didn't get the number on that. Albert Red. <laughs> so Albert Red, who plays all over the field, finally gets his name mentioned, and there's 11.41 to go in the fourth quarter. But it, otherwise, that would have been another first down for the Myers Park Mustangs. As it stands, it's second and 10, 11.41 to play. Myers Park leading by seven and probably a little bit unnerved. Got a receiver to each side and a running back on his right hip. Lenhoff does, and Lenhoff is going to clap for the ball. Nobody jumps, claps again, gets the ball, hands the ball off to Tavion Neal, who tries to get across the left side. Looks like there's going to be a hold. He got a few yards on that, but that was thanks to a little extra gripping. Holding on the offense, and once again, partner, they're going to be behind the sticks. And when you make these mistakes, when a team makes these mistakes, the coach always wants it to be in the first half. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're going backwards here. But a lot of that, their whole moment, they had the momentum and they started to play conservative. And that's, I'm telling you, that's you can't do that. So Not that, against a team like Glenn. So after getting down to the 30-yard line, a horrible holding call gets them to second and 23 at around the 43. Now they've got two receivers to each side. Lenhoff's looks over the defense, calls for the snap, looks downfield. It has to scramble to the left under pressure, and he's going to dance out of bounds and take a little bit of a bump at the 42 but he's going to feel that, and oh, my goodness, the last thing that Mr. Linhoff wants to do is taunt this mm -hmm. raucous Glenn crowd. He got bumped out of bounds and right at the white, so it wasn't late, but he bounded through the sideline and kind of gesticulated to the home crowd here, and then when they started to boo, he raised his – he kind of moved his arms trying to raise the roof on them, so – not the best idea. He tried to sell it there going out of bounds, but I don't think he takes drama class. No, not at all. And on <laughs> second and 22, you don't want to do that. Now it's third and 22, 11.03 remaining, three receivers to the right, one to the left. His running back goes in motion out of the backfield, and they get mm. Amir Turner on a tunnel screen. He takes off to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Myers Park. And just like that, the Mustangs are up two scores. That is what we call a perfectly executed tunnel screen, no? Absolutely. And Glenn was right there. They missed the tackle, and once he came inside, caught the block, and went back outside, he was off to the races. How many touchdowns is that now for Mr. Turner? That's at least two. So he's had a big night. Yeah, that's the second touchdown. He has been – that is a huge, huge play on third and 22 from the 42-yard line and it's a 42-yard tunnel screen 
touchdown for Myers Park. And finally, after all that, Win Byerly's PAT attempt is blocked. And given how quickly these teams are apt to score, that may loom large. And it's 41-28 with 10.53 to play. We're going to run a commercial, and then we'll be right back. Welcome to J. Pepper's Southern Grill, locally owned and operated, serving the Kernsville community for over 10 years. Delicious homemade southern food with a menu with a little something for everyone. With daily lunch and dinner specials, you can't go wrong choosing J. Pepper's. Home of the Nest with East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. live during the season. Plus, Wine Wednesday with half-price wine all day and live music every Thursday night. Come join the fun at J. Pepper's Southern Grill, 841 Old Winston Road in Kernersville. Call in your order now at 336-497-4727. Welcome back to the Water Tower. Coach, That we say that was a perfectly executed um, tunnel screen. What happened there on the de defensively? Yeah, so they, they had a defender there. He just overran the receiver, missed the tackle. Then the, the receiver caught his blocks from the receivers and just took it down the sideline. Byerly kicks the ball off from the 40 and looks like he's going to try to get Levine Smith and Smith is going to watch it roll in to the end zone for a touchback. So Glenn is going to start another must-score drive with 10.53 to play in the fourth quarter, first and 10 at their own 20. I don't think you change anything from what you did. And as a matter of fact, we might be able to see that so that triple stack formation again. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, They hadn't ran it much that last series. But they, they are executing very well on offense right now, so hopefully they can keep it rolling here in this drive. So let's switch fields. Coleman with three receivers stacked to the left, and there's that's who you got to get to. Mm -mm. And uh-oh, Levine Smith has got, got two blockers. blockers in front. He's got to make one-man miss, and he runs – a long way for six yards. So they started off triple stack to the left side, and he got the pass and then decided to run back across the formation again, and that's why my partner here said, uh-oh. Yep, it looked like every time you hear uh-oh, they cut the field and try to reverse fields on you, and that could be <laughs> good or bad. Two receivers to either side for Coleman, who calls for the snap. He's looking downfield. Coleman will settle for a pass to his running back at around the 26. And he cuts across the 30 and is finally dragged down. Brandon Sutton gets to the 36 of Glenn. That's going to move the chains for the Bobcats. And Gerald Hardy gave him a great block to spring him for the extra yards. Hardy's had a good game tonight despite not starting, but there's a lot of heavy rotation here. Two receivers each side. Coleman's looking downfield to pass after the snap, and he's got a wide-open receiver, and it is the aforementioned – no, it is Cheney Fitzgerald. We said at halftime he had to get involved. They're going to get him another first down, but this time at the Myers Park 40 with 9.58 to play. Great concentration by Fitzgerald to keep his feet in. Great catch. Fitzgerald and Anthony Davis are the near side receivers. Levine Smith playing in the slot up top. Coleman calls the ball, and he designed quarterback run across the 35 to Good the 30. Stiff arm. Great stiff arm by, by Coleman. And he's going to move the chains one more time as he gets to the Myers Park 28. And... There's a lot of backpedaling going on right now for the Myers Park Mustangs. Triple stack formation to the far side. 
quick handoff. And Coach made just made a gest- gesture like he thought that he should have thrown the ball. What did, what yeah, did you see? Yeah, uh, they, they gave it, but it, it, they had them outnumbered. So they got three receivers. They got a deep the safety in the corner over top the stack. They have much success from that because they're outnumbering the defense. All right, looks like it's second and eight from the 26. Coleman looks downfield. He's got a wide open receiver in the end zone, and it is almost picked off by number 20, Marquis Chapman. He had a wide open. It looks like that is Cheney Fitzgerald. Had us all up out of our seats. He was wide open for a second, and the the closing speed of the defense caused that ball to be knocked away. Cheney is still by himself one-on-one and looks like man press coverage on the near side. Three receivers to the left, and they're going to get some help on third and eight with an offside. Yeah, defensive line there, a little, little anxious, jumped a little early. So that is going to make it third and three from about the 21 of Myers Park, and this is Camden Coleman quarterback run territory. Levine's wide open up top. And he yep. very quick, very quick shot, very quick pass out into the left flat, and I'm trying to figure out who Jackson that was. Jackson Brown. Is that 88? Now that was Anthony Anthony Davis, number 81, who, who, who was on the left side mm-hmm. there to pick that one up. I think you're right. All right, two receivers to the far side, and oh, they're running the reverse There's again. The reverse again. There's Levine Smith up the middle, and he is taken down from behind on a absolutely fantastic play by Deems May. If Deems May doesn't reach up from the grass and grab his ankles, that's quite possibly a Levine Smith touchdown. Going to triple stack down near on the near side, one receiver up top. Coleman hands the ball off to Sutton. Sutton breaks one man, makes one man miss, heads over to the left side, and into the end zone. It's not over yet. Yeah, Sutton had a mate, made a great run to the left. He put his foot in the ground, got north quickly, made one guy miss, and then got into the end zone. Brandon Sutton takes it eight yards, moving quickly are the Bobcats. And it is 41 to 34. Remember that missed extra point? How big is this from Nogaris right now? There's a snap, hold. There's pressure by Myers Park, and it is good. So every extra point has been good. All but one have been beautiful. And right now with 8.35 remaining here at Marty Stanley Stadium in K Vegas, it is Myers Park 41. Glenn Bobcats, 35. Partner, one other thing to start thinking about it. It was inconsequential at the time, but Myers Park only has two timeouts remaining. Glenn still has their full complement. We'll see if that plays a part, but quite frankly, Glenn's got to make a stop before any of that is relevant information. Yeah, Glenn's got to come out and play great defense. They gave up a huge third and forever play. That it's just Their defensive coaches were sick. So hopefully they can rebound from that and then make come up with a big play. So Nogueras will tee it up. This must be a very, very tired group of place kickers tonight. But Nogueras is back. I would have there's a Amir Turner. How many times have I said his name tonight? 
Amir Turner. Amir Turner is back there, and he gets that one at the 28. Heads down the left side. He hesitates for a bit and makes a business decision at about the 33. And I'm going to go ahead and question that. And I'm going to question that because I'm a a 50-year-old man who can't do anything that they're doing. Yeah, he did. He did have made a smart choice of trying to instead of forcing anything, he just took what he can get and got out of bounds. Now, I think what we need to see from Myers Park, if you're a Mustangs fan, is a little bit of offensive poise. Eight thirty-one remains. It's first and ten from the Myers Park thirty-three. They lead by six. Forty-one thirty-five in the second round of this four-A playoff game. One receiver to either side. He's calling out the protection. And he hands the ball off to Cole Terrell. And those yards that he was getting a chunk at a time have gone away. Yeah, the, the line judge has given them a very favorable spot. I do not think he got back to the line of scrimmage, but they're saying that his forward progress got him back to the line of scrimmage. You are correct. It is second and 10 from the 33. The clock keeps a rolling as we approach eight minutes to play here in Kernersville. Linhoff surveys the defense. He's still got a receiver to each side, and Cole Terrell to his right in the pistol formation. He'll clap for the ball once, and he gets the ball. He's looking downfield. He's under a lot of pressure. Rolls right, throws it up across the formation, and it is caught by number 17, Isaac Hill, for a touchdown. I don't – do we see a – do we see a flag on the field? We no flag. do not. An absolute backbreaker. 67-yard pass and catch. Lucas Lenhoff once again to Isaac Hill, who was once again wide open. How how does that happen? Well, it looked it did look like he pushed off a little bit on the on the safety, but the back judge could not see it because he got ran over by the players. So he was on the ground and could not see the push-off. But it was a great throw. If you heard me hesitate there, that's because the aforementioned back judge went off his feet like a professional wrestler. He took a bump, as they say. They're going to go for two. Myers Park is. Two receivers tight. Now he's looking to pass. Throws it to into a group of folks, and it sails out the back of the end zone. So that try is no good. And the score remains 47-35 in favor of Myers Park with 7.43 remaining in the final quarter. This isn't over, but something has to be done defensively in order to get this under control because they're running out of time quickly, right? Yeah, and they're, they're, they're giving up a lot of big plays. And one of the things that Coach Stevenson is talking to the White Hat about right now is number five for Myers Park was taunting the sideline he was behind the bench of Glenn and making gestures to the fans as if, like, bye-bye. So Coach Stevenson is, is, is pleading his case because that, that can't happen. But that, no one saw it because they were attending to the bag judge. It was – it, it was a – you know, it, it was taunting. Um, it was a lot more egregious than what I consider to be the most egregious – taunting call I've seen all season, which was uh, one of Reagan's players got a taunting for giving a high five during a touchdown return. There's Levine Smith, takes the kickoff. 
from Byerly. They're going to give him, he's dragged backward about eight yards, but I think they're going to give him enough forward progress to the, to the 28. So here we are again, partner. It's a two-score game. 47-35 in favor of Myers Park. 7-34 to play. And the Bobcats offense needs to work relatively quickly. Is this an appropriate time to say be quick but don't hurry? I mean, they gotta they gotta make a play. They gotta make some plays quick. They gotta get down in the end zone. The, you know, the clock isn't against isn't their friend. And Myers Park is starting to turn it back on. So you can't afford to take too much time off the clock here. And here is Camden Coleman. Coleman's got three receivers stacked. He's looking for Levine Smith and decides not to throw it. He rolls right. He's going to keep it. He's going to keep it. And it is going to just roll, run harmlessly out of bounds at around the 30. We'll see if they give him the 31. He is not going to get the right foot spot. And he'll get the 30. He will get a six. It'll be about a six-yard gain to the 30. And it's second down. Actually, four-yard gain. Second and about seven. Coleman throws it to Levine Great Smith. Great catch. Great catch. Who catches it just before it hits the ground. He's sliding down, and it's going to give the Bobcats another first down at the 40, at their own 45. 7.23 to play. And here come the Bobcats. Two receivers to each side. One running back to Coleman's left. Quickly gets the snap, looking downfield to throw. He's flushed out of the pocket and just flings it to his running back to the left. And it's a dangerous play, but Sutton gets to the, about the 49. Yeah, good good concentration there by the quarterback. He just flicked it out. No one was open. He was getting pressured and found a running back and just dumped it to him. It's going to be second and six at the 49-yard line. Very quick pitch to number eight, Levine Smith, who takes it across midfield, oh, good. runs into his own man, or it would have been more, but it's going to be a first down for the Bobcats at the Myers Park 39 as the clock continues to roll. Six forty-two remaining, and it keeps on ticking. Two receivers to the right. They're going to have two receivers to the far side. Bunched together, Coleman takes the snap. Looking downfield again, looking across the middle, and finds number 18, Gerald Hardy Jr., who has had an excellent night. He's going to be second and short. Hardy keeps finding himself in safe zones over the middle. Really helping out his team. It's going to be about second and three. They're quickly up. Trips to the left. Handoff to Sutton over the right side. He's got a blocker or two. He races across the 20. And it was dragged down at around the 16-yard line. Brandon Sutton had some great blockers, great blocks, rather, along the right side. And they are moving the chains once again. This is the drive that we were talking about, and now their timeout is going to be taken Myers by Park. Myers Park, and their timeout count goes down to one with 6-10 remaining. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to finish this thing out. 
Welcome to J. Pepper's Southern Grill. Locally owned and operated, serving the Kernsville community for over 10 years. Delicious homemade Southern food with a menu with a little something for everyone. With daily lunch and dinner specials, you can't go wrong choosing J. Pepper's. Home of the Nest with East Forsyth head coach Todd Willard every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. live during the season. Plus Wine Wednesday with half-price wine all day and live music every Thursday night. Come join the fun at J. Pepper's Southern Grill, 841 Old Winston Road in Kernsville. Call in your order now at 336-497-4727. It's been a fun one here at the Water Tower tonight. All kinds of momentum swings, and right now the momentum, we think, is firmly with the Glenn Bobcats. We have it first and 10 at the Myers Park 16. 6-10 remaining with the Bobcats trailing 47 to 35. This is a must score situation. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Levine Smith comes across the formation. Camden Coleman declines to pitch it. He keeps it himself and runs it to about the 14. It's gonna be a gain of two and it's gonna be second and eight as the clock ticks under six minutes. He would have been good to pitch it, but I understand what they were doing there. They've seen this play come across the same direction every time, or a lot of times, for the Bobcats. R.J. Livingston comes in at running back and now splits out to the left. He's going to get a quick pass, and he is dragged. He is hit immediately on number 25 for the Mustangs, Golden Walker. Livingston run, came in as a running back, quickly ran out into the flat, got a nice pack, and he got – he's coming off limping. Sutton will come back to replace it. It's a nice grab, but he took quite a lick. Yeah, as soon as he caught it, he got tackled. Two receivers to each side, third and 11 from the 17. Coleman passes over the middle. He's got a first down and not touchdown. Levine. Levine Smith. Powers his way, bullies his way for a 17-yard touchdown, and the Bobcats will not go away. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but this is a one-score game, and it's 47-41 to with 5.04 remaining in the fourth. William Nogueras, the newest member of the Bobcats and his left foot are going to try to get this P.O.T. down. And this one is up and true. And now Myers Park has themselves a big problem. One timeout left, a five-point lead, and an excited group of Bobcats with a full complement of timeouts. This is doable. Yeah, if, if Glenn can get a stop here, they should have the ball with probably about, you know, Two and a half minutes, three minutes, depending on how fast Meyer Parks go. But if they can hold them to a three and out, they'll have plenty of time to be able to drive down and take the lead. This has been an amazing ball game, and it's a first-time pairing in the booth for you and I, Rez, and I have enjoyed every minute of this. Yeah, it's a great game, too. It's a, the, the excitement, the atmosphere. It's got, it's got everyone's juices going, and, it, you know, it's exciting football. Shout out to West Forsyth head coach Adrian Snow and also head coach of the Reagan Raiders, Josh McGee, who are listening in tonight. Two of my favorite people in the biz. And Nogueras 
approaches the football, puts toe to leather, and it's a line drive. Picked and he bobbles. Up, and he bobbles it, bobbles it, and it finally picked up at the 15. And he's going backwards, and he's still going backwards, and it's finally pushed the out. They're going to give him the 15, but Amir Turner. Actually, the 12-yard line. Amir Turner, well, I got one linesman. Oh, he's starting to casually walk backwards. You're right, sir. Amir, Amir Turner looked like he was going to pick it up on the run, then he bobbled it and bobbled it some more. And at the end result is first and 10 for Myers Park at their own 13, 4.55 to play. And they can't give this ball back. One setback, two receivers, one to each side. Linhoff just hands the ball off. The conservative route did not serve them well in the third. I don't know that it's going to serve them any better with just a few minutes to play in such a pivotal game. Glenn's defensive front is, is putting much pressure on the Myers Park offensive line. Number one, Tavion Neal is your running back right now, which makes a lot of sense because of how shifty he is and his ability to catch the football out of the backfield. Lenhoff with two receivers to his left side, hands the ball off to Tavion Neal, and he gets one yard. And so we are back to the 14-yard line. So it's going to be third and nine. And this is not, this can't be what Coach Curtis Fuller envisioned for this particular drive. His beef up front is absolutely not getting it done. And if that noise, if you hear any noise, that's because everybody on this side of the field is banging on the bleachers. Third and, third and nine for the Mustangs. He's looking deep, Linoff looking deep to pass, throws it deep down the field. He's got a receiver wide open, and it is caught at the 40. And he is going to taunt his way to the end zone. That is number five, Amir Turner. But there is a – is there a flag down? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to call this back. That's an 87 – as it stands right now, that's an 87-yard touchdown on third and nine – from the third, from the fourteen yard line. I think they're calling something on the quarterback. So what are that number four? Is the their quarterback that, is. Yeah, let's see what they. Let's see what he has to say. Oh, this is. Yeah, it's after the touchdown. It's after the touchdown, it looks like, which would be the taunting penalty. Penalty. Mm -hmm. All right, the White Hat is discussing things with the Glenn sideline right now. Let's see what he has to say. Personal foul, unsportsmanlike on Glenn. The touchdown is good. So let, let me explain to you what we saw here. It was a long pass downfield to Amir Turner. It was a great grab, Coach. And the, his one defender, the only defender in the, po in the area – fell down, and Amir Turner basically walked his way for about 35 yards into the end zone, which is enough to make anybody mad. And apparently, at some point, somebody got mad for Glenn. 
I think this will be enforced on the kickoff. But barring all of that, putting all that aside, with 328 left in the game, after yet another big play that Amir Turner has been involved in, it is Myers Park 53 and the Glen Bobcats 42. Myers Park is going to line up to go for two. Linhoff is under center, and he's play action. He's got a receiver open in the end zone, and defense. great defensive play to knock that ball away. So three straight touchdowns, three straight um, tries for some sort of extra point have not come to fruition for the Mustangs. But they are, instead of up being up, you know, five, they are now up 11. It is 53 to 42, 328 remaining. Glenn, not dead yet, but they are on life support. Yeah, Glenn's got to – they got to make something happen quick. There is no next week. And they can't be thinking about what could have been either. They can't be thinking about what is now a, a final – we have a final from Charlotte. East Forsyth, 17. Ardry Kell, 0. They will advance to play the winner of this game, either Glenn here at the Water Tower in a rematch of the best regular season game that's been played so far in the area, or, as it stands, they will be traveling right now to Myers Park. But now Will Byerly, after the or penalty, Win Byerly, excuse me, Mom. After the penalty, is going to is it, they're going to kick off from the twenty-five. So I have no idea what all the fuss was at the from that last touchdown, and I don't think because they said the unsportsmanlike was on Glenn. It was the unsportsmanlike was on Myers Park, the quarterback number four. Okay, so he pointed towards. Okay, I got you. Lucas Lenhoff. Did this ball go in the end zone? No, it not even close. He got it kicked out of bounds, which is a break for the Bobcats, but they got to move quickly to get set up to get the ball A. They don't necessarily, in any other situation, you'd think that they could get it close enough. They could settle for a field goal here, but this is high school football, and they've used three different kickers this season. They're not trying a field goal. They're trying to get it into the end zone. Looks like, was there two penalties? Porter Ridge, according to this, is up two scores on the Grimsley Whirlies, 41 to 27. And this is quickly, with the exception of Reedsville and East Forsyth and Dudley, turning into a dark, <laughs> dark evening for the triad. Reedsville's final was 56 to 24 over Chase. Dudley beats Ledford 53 to 10. And now we start Bobcats start at midfield with looking downfield and oh almost intercepted by the safety was in a really the, the free safety Phillips Alvarez was right in the neighborhood and he was probably a step away from a pick. Yeah, not a good decision there by the by the quarterback Camden Coleman. 3.24 remaining in the fourth quarter. We're going to stay with you all the way until the end here. 
Two receivers to either side for the Bobcats. Brandon Sutton, the lone running back to the left. Coleman drops back to pass. Throws short to Levine Smith at the 48. Just lost his footing and fell down. About a three-yard gain. And to make it worse, it's going to be third and seven, but the clock is still running. At, at what point do we – well, we'll talk about it later. They're running up quickly. Two receivers tight to each side. Coleman drops back to pass. Finds a receiver. There he is one more time. Number 18, Gerald Hardy, Jr., helping his team out with another catch along the middle. And we're starting to – we're starting to lose focus here because there's a lot of extracurriculars where there doesn't need to be. Time is of the essence. It's first and 10 at the 37-yard line of Myers Park with 2.48 remaining, and that clock is running. Two receivers to each side. Coleman gets the snap, looks down, keeps it himself, but flips it out. Okay, they're going to call it an incomplete pass, which is the correct call. It was a forward pass, as ugly as it looked, but it was his only option. He got. He was under a lot of pressure. At first, I thought. I thought, coach, he was going to run it. But now it's going to be second and ten instead. So it's probably good that they it bounced harmlessly away. Two receivers to the left. Two receivers to the to the near side. Glenn going from our left to our right towards the water tower, and they need to put a. They need to put a touchdown in, about 25 yards right from that water tower. Quick pass out to the left. He's going to get – spins out. Oh, he stayed on his feet. Gets the first down, and he's headed to the end zone. He's going to be short of the end zone, but what a remarkable run. Looks like it was Hardy again. Hardy has been such an integral part of the success of the Bobcats offense in the second half. Quickly down to the three-yard line, first and goal. Coleman calls for the snap, runs it himself, tries to barrel in. He does. Touchdown, Bobcats, with 2.18 to play. And now it's 53-48, pending the extra point, with 2.18 remaining. And they did not have to expend a single time out. Yeah, the quarterback power to the left. Nice little run there by Camden. Coleman is still out on the field. Are they going to run Wildcat here to try and go for two? I think so. Coach is out there on the field. I mean, it's, it's a good decision. You're down by – Five. If you kick the extra point, you're down four. If you get it right here, either way, you're not losing. You're going to gain anything and be down by three if you get this two-point conversion. Cheney Fitzgerald is out there giving the call, giving the assignments, blocking assignments, and he is the quarterback. Fitzgerald has out there at quarterback, hands the ball to Levine Smith, runs wide to the left, fighting for the end zone. He is not going to get there. The try for extra point does not go. It is still a five-point game with 2.18 to play. 53 to 48. You still have three timeouts. You kick it deep? Absolutely. Kick it deep, whether they're playing, they're going to be expecting to kick it short. Keep doing what you're doing. The kicker's been doing a good job of trying to split the two guys because it's been pooch kicking it. But if they can get another good play like they did last kickoff and, and get some good field position here, the biggest thing that they can do, they can't give up the big play. They've done that the last three drives that Myers Parkas has the football. What an amazing night here in K-Vegas, here at Marty Stanley Stadium. As the clock winds down on a magnificent second round playoff game in the 4A. William Nagaris 
sets the ball on a tee at his 40. He's got his team ready to play. Myers Park has got a couple of guys deep. That guy, Turner, is out there along with Tavion Neal. He kicks it deep. Tavion Neal takes it at the 18, comes up over the 30, and Myers Park will begin its final drive at around the 33-yard line, at its own 33-yard line. And this is probably the most important drive of the night for the Mustangs. Absolutely. Glenn's got to do a good job here, and they got to control the clock. They got all three timeouts, so they can't just let Myers Park run the clock out. 2-12 remaining after the kick return. Here come the Mustangs. One receiver to the far side. No, that was a coach dragging Amir Turner off the field. Three receivers to the – oh, they are not lined up correctly. That's a handoff to the left side to Derek McKnight. And coach immediately calls a timeout to stop the clock. And that's not what you wanted. That is very chippy down there. And McKnight pushes off one of the many Bobcats who tackled him. 2.06 remaining. He did not get back to the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be second and 11. Yeah, Albert Red looks like he got pulled down on this on the short edge here, on the near side, which allowed the linebacker to fill the hole, which it was holding, but it played to the advantage of Glenn, and they had made a huge play on defense. So that both teams will huddle if history or recent history is maintained. If it tells us anything, they're going to run this football again. Correct. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to. They can't. They can't afford to throw a pass and stop the clock on an incompletion. So Leesville Road has defeated Richmond County. That's not something I was expecting to say tonight. Nineteen to fourteen. Wake Forest lost as well. <sighs> Lenhoff returns. Tavion Neal is his running back. Bunch of dudes up front. Bunch of. Hosses up front, one receiver. He hands it off to Neal. Neal gets a few yards, and it is swarmed under. He is tackled. Coach Stevenson calls another timeout to stop the clock. That's a great tackle. I'm trying to get a number on the freight chain, train that hit it. That looks like number 11, Kedrick Green, who was the one that got to Tavion Neal. Neal did not. He missed that first wave of pressure and gained a few yards. So it's a third and manageable for Myers Park, but what do you do? Because I haven't seen, I don't know the last time I saw Myers Park run for seven yards, but it's third and seven, exactly two minutes to play. Myers Park has had some success in these situations. They're running at some kind of screen. I would expect them to possibly try to run some kind of slip screen again to one of the receivers. It's a safe pass. It's not anything that's forcing down the field. It's a high percentage throw. They've had some success on it, and let's see if that's what they come out with. I'll be honest with you, Coach. For my first game, I was kind of hoping for a nice, easy blowout game. But here we are, nonetheless. 53-48, Myers Park over Glenn. Myers Park, third and seven from their 36. Two minutes exactly to play. One receiver to each side. One running back in Tavion Neal to Lucas Lenhoff's right. Lenhoff 
Calls for the ball, and he is going to put the ball in there, but he's under pressure and throws it. An interception by Albert Red at the Myers Park 39. He was under pressure from the jump and had to throw off his back foot, ran, brought, and then Albert Red picked it off the turf at the Myers Park 39, and now Glenn and their and their two and their one timeout remaining are trailing by five with 1.56 to play. Coleman has two receivers to the left, two to the right, takes the snap, looking down to the left. Now he looks to the right. He's under pressure. He rolls to his right, throws over the middle. When he hits Cheney Fitzgerald, who was tackled at the 25, they're going to move the chains. That'll be another first down for the Bobcats. And now it's coming fast and furious. Camden Coleman's got two receivers to each side. One running back. Coleman calls for the snap. He's quarterback draw, and he runs it up the middle, and he's going to give forward progress to almost the 20. That'll be officially the 21. So it'll be a four. It'll be second and six. Maybe a long five for the Bobcats from around the 20. Coleman with two receivers to each side. Checks with Antoine Stevenson. Look for him to go to Levine in the flat here up top. Yep, 115, 112. At the Coleman with the snap, looking downfield. He's going to run. He's got plenty of green grass. He flips it to his running back, and it's a good. He bursts through the middle, and Glenn is going to score. I tell you what, I tell you what, that was a great play by the quarterback. Cannon just flicked it out to his guy. You would thought everyone thought he was going to run, and then he just flicked it to his running back. The freshman. R.J. Livingston takes the flipped ball 20 yards for the touchdown. And with one minute left to play, the Glenn Bobcats have taken the lead 54-53. to We do have a Myers Park player being attended to on the field. That is number 88, they cannot afford to lose so, and here's, him. It, Deems May is a baller, and it looks like – are they working on him for – it looks like a little bit of cramping, but it's Deems May, and he is getting up and walking off, jogging off under his own power. 6'3", 200-pound senior. Coach, what did we just witness? The, the Glenn kept fighting and kept battling, and they had a great defensive stop there. So, you, you know, uh, Myers Parks, I don't know what they were thinking in play calling with that pass that they made, but Glenn take, has taken advantage of their mistakes. Now, here's the decision that Coach Stevenson's going to have to make. Do they go for two to try to put it up by three because they got a, a good kicker? Myers Parks got a good kicker Here now. comes the offense. And, and that's what they're going to try to do, to try to put it to a field goal needed by Myers Park. Because the last thing you want to do is have a comeback like this and lose by a field goal. All right. Brandon Sutton is going to be the running back beside the quarterback, Chaney Fitzgerald. But I know where this ball is going. The quarterback sweep to the left. Yep, there yep. Goes. And here goes Fitzgerald. And Myers Park knew it, too. It was blown up. It's a bad snap. A little wide to the quarterback's left. Had no choice to go to left. It looked like it was set up to go a quarterback sweep to the right. But the bad snap just put him in a bad spot. So to reset, with one minute to play under the water tower, the Glenn Bobcats 
the number five seed in the state 4A playoffs, have taken the lead over the Myers Park Mustangs, the 12 seed, 54 to 53. They will be kicking off from our left to our right. And this is the kick of William Nogueras' <laughs> young life. This has got to be – this. That, these Bobcats have to understand, Coach, that this game is far from over, and they've scored – and Myers Park has scored tonight multiple times, not needing a minute. Yeah, and here, here where they, the situation is where this kick is. They try to pooch it. They're try, he's trying to split the two backs – that are deep. They're playing a little shallow. And here comes the kick. Nagaris gets a hold of it. Not a great kick. It's taken by Turner at the 21. Amir Turner goes off to the right side. He's not finding daylight. Comes back on the Ooh. left side, and he is taken down by the Bobcats at around the 33-yard line, and that's where the Mustangs will start. One timeout remaining. 52.7 seconds left on the scoreboard here at Marty Stanley Stadium. First and 10 at the 33, and this is Bobcats defense time. Pay attention to the clock, too, because he's gonna, you've been mentioning that they wasted that one timeout early on. They only Luke, got one left. Lucas Lenhoff's got two receivers to either side. Lenhoff gets the side, gets a snap. He's looking deep downfield, and why wouldn't he? He's got a man deep in there. Catch is made at the Glenn 20-yard line. Number 17, Isaac Hill. Once again, makes a huge play for his team, and now it's first and 10. All of a sudden, with the 22, they will spike the ball with 37.6 seconds to play. And, boy, this standing, this crowd that's been standing. <laughs> it should have been an offsides there, JP. <sighs> Albert Red did not make it back across the line of scrimmage in time, and they spiked it. It should be an offsides by default on Glenn. And it looks like they're going to throw the flag after the referees talked about it. So bad goes to worse. And now they will move the ball to the looks the 17-yard line. First and 10, a score wins it for Myers Park. 37.6 to play. He's got two receivers. Lenhoff has got two receivers to the right, three to the left. He has no running back. It's time to get some pressure, Glenn, if you're ever going to have pressure. There's the snap. Lenhoff looking to the right side, and his receiver is tackled and then gets some and help. They're keeping, they're winding the back. clock. They are keeping the clock running. Amir Turner got it short of the first down. The clock is running 24, 23. 22, still an empty set. Three to the left, two to the right. Lenhoff takes the snap, looks to the right. Looks like Amir Turner will get the first down and smartly step out of bounds with 13.4 seconds to play. It is going to be first and goal if they, play, if they spot this thing right on the 10, which I think they are going to do. It is going to be first and goal. My trusty son, my trusty binoculars can't tell me, but maybe the spotter down at the other end of the press box can tell me. Where is that? But it is. It right looks at like it's the on the ten. ten. It's on the ten. First and goal. A running back is in. It's Tavion Neal is the lone running back. Two receivers to each side. Thirteen point four remaining. Lenhoff passes to the inside and it is picked off. 
Picked off by Glenn. Oh, he's saying he's out of bounds. Oh, no. They're saying he was out of bounds, and that was an awful quick call. Looked like it's hard to tell from this angle from where we're at here in the press box, but he had two feet in. It looked like he stretched it out. It, that was pretty close. Oh, boy, oh, boy. 8.3 seconds remain. Second and goal. And <laughs> Lucas Linhoff is breathing an extra big sigh of Here relief. they go, under center. Under center. A receiver to either side. And he's going to run to the left. They're going to try a field goal. And he just moves it to the center of the field at around the nine-yard line. So with Myers Park uses its final timeout with 4.4 seconds to go. I'm out of breath. Wynn Byerly, the junior, it looks like it's a 25-yard field goal attempt. Yeah, they called a timeout, and they didn't even give the chance for them to come over. And so now the final timeout is going to be taken by the Bobcats. And now Antoine is arguing just that point, saying on the original timeout they were not allowed to huddle. So are they going to continue the original timeout? Yeah, it looks like they're just continuing that other timeout. I don't think they gave it to them. Okay, so, so those of us, so those of you listening in the audience, what happened was Myers Park took their timeout, but Glenn never came over because they the referees reset. held them on the field. Yeah, the rest of referees held them on the field. Myers Park really didn't uh, get much. The Myers Park went straight to the line. So there's still technically one timeout left for Glenn. Should they need to use it? And they should. And they should use it here shortly. Byerly is set up for a 25-yard field goal right in the middle of the field. Holder looks at his kicker, calls for the snap, sets it down. Byerly is blocked. blocked. It is blocked by the Bobcats, and the Bobcats are going to survive and advance to the third round of the NCHSAA playoffs. What an amazing Amazing finish to a high school game. The Bobcats are all over the field. The referees have left the field. The Myers Park Mustangs are standing there dejected. I can't imagine what they must feel like. But what an amazing block. We never even saw who made it because everybody was in the backfield. They sent everybody, and that ball went flying to about the one-yard line. There are zeros on the clock, and the scoreboard says Bobcats 54, Mustangs 53. You okay, partner? I am. That was exciting. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the referees got out of there. Myers Park is still standing still and has not moved. They are stunned, JP. They are stunned. I know when I watch this back, I'm going to want to see that final sequence there but they did not ice the kicker and oh Antoine it looks like they're just getting the players out yeah Antoine Antoine Stevenson is yelling at his own kids uh, it was chippy there was a lot of talking um, it did not help 
that Amir Turner on his last touchdown walked into the end zone from about 25 yards with his back to the end zone. Not excusing any of it, but I have never seen a game like this. And what Coach Stevenson is doing is keeping his guys from making a mistake right here because if you get ejected for whatever reason, you're gone. Okay, all right. What is the what? What is that one coach at midfield doing? Lost in all of this, my friend. Not it, quite sure what all's going on right now on the field. All I know is that the officials aren't on the field, so nothing's going to change the result here. And so, do you know what that gives us? That gives us third round action next week from the water tower with Glenn hosting the East. Forsyth Eagles in a rematch. We are going to duck out of here for a couple of minutes, pay some bills, and we'll come back to wrap this up, whatever this is. And Myers Park still saw. hasn't moved. They have not moved. We'll come back.